Three, two, one. Mac, get the flamethrower. For what? You heard what I said. Now move. That's that was a clip from uh, my cool cat review when Mama Cat shows up. <laughs> cool cat. Yeah. Dark Savage. He's tweeting it like night, like cool catch. <laughs> Originally from the movie The Thing <laughs> from 1982. Uh, but that was the first yeah. instance of anyone using a, a clip from another movie as a joke in a review ever. I invented that. What if oh, Dark yeah. Savage is the, the Thing alien, like the alien well, from would Thing? Explain something. As long as he's in the mama cat suit, it's terrifying, so... Uh, I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. This is Sardonicast, everybody. I'm Ralph. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm Alex from IG. I, I, I thought we had the order down pat. I thought, I, yeah, I, I thought that was good. For okay. if, if, Alex, if, if you One were consistently second, it might, the order might just be down. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, fuck it. Maybe it's I should just funny. start doing second. Maybe, maybe you should yeah, you just both. Second? Maybe you should just both compete and see who gets the second one first. I usually uh, make it a race. Second, I thought. I mean, you could take second. I mean, that's fine. I, I respect. I respect my elders. I love the way that we're doing it right now. Don't ever change. <laughs> yeah, I think sure. That this is great. Yeah, it keeps it more exciting, doesn't it? Alex, if you want the second spot, yeah, yeah. we can decide right now. No, let's let's compete. I'm I'm cool the competition aspect. Okay, all right. Yeah, maybe I'll try and jump into second spot. Next, next time, time I'll let you have it. Yeah, maybe like try and psych him <laughs> out. <laughs> all right, so uh, Oscars uh, nominations, which... Dun, yep, dun, another year yeah, of this. Another year. Dun, Isn't this like the dun, first thing we did? Dun. Doing the Ever on the yeah, podcast? Was. That was our first episode. It, it, yeah, it was. How many of these have we done? Yeah, the year uh, Cloverbill Paradox was up for all the awards. The Oscars suck. They suck. They're not as bad as the Golden Globes, <laughs> but they suck. Yeah, the nominations are are like very boring, actually. Yeah, they are boring. Last year they were boring, and they had the excuse of, "Well, no movies came out because COVID," and now they don't really have that excuse. I mean, not like they ever really did the year before, but now they super don't have that excuse, and they just pick the most boring movies they possibly could have chosen. Yeah, yeah, some notable snubs for sure. It's like they're seriously unaware of what's out in a year. S Sorry, anyway. editor, I'm playing the Oscar music. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to read off uh, some of the categories, As long as Alex? it's not content. Yeah, yeah, the, sure. The, the nominations. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm on the Guardian article that's summarizing it all here, starting with Best Supporting Actress. We've got Jesse Buckley, uh, Ariana DeBose. Sh should I say the movie as well? Uh, what do you reckon? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't so matter. Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter. Yeah, whatever. Ariana <laughs> no DeBose, seen those Story. Movies. Judy Dench from Belfast. Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog. Um, oh, okay. a Ellis from King Richard. Anything mm -hmm. stand out there? Or am I, just I mean, it's Dunst. funny. It's funny that uh, Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons are getting Oscar noms after the year that they were in. I'm thinking of ending things, which is a major snub. But okay, I know. But at least they're gonna get it this year. I mean, they got the nomination. <laughs> I don't know if they'll win. <laughs> it's like when Scorsese won for The Departed. They're just like, we got to give him an Oscar eventually. Yeah, it's just time. Here you go. <laughs> it's not even Have his one. best movie. It's yeah. a good movie though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Give it to Kirsten Dunst, who, who even... I've, I haven't even seen Kirsten most Kirsten Dunst those, did you know? a really great job. She's so far, I liked better than Jesse Buckley in uh, The Lost Daughter. Yeah. I, I didn't finish The Lost Daughter. I watched half of it. It was kind of really, really way too slow. And it was like, okay, there's only really one direction this is going. <laughs> I, was, mm -hmm. I was getting kind of impatient. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. If it was like half an hour shorter, I would have probably liked it. But 
Best costume yeah. design. This one uh, Cruella. starts with Cruella. Knew yeah, it. Cruella. Really? It's Kinda. a movie about costumes. <laughs> of course they picked it. <laughs> and Disney owns it, right? So, yeah. Uh, Dune, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. Cyrano? Is that you said? Yeah. Serrano. One with Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. I would give any technical award to Dune or West Side Story. So that his, would be my answer for like any costumes. of these you say. <laughs> yeah, like Dune. Yeah, it's like the visual part. I think Cruella's <laughs> yeah. got Dune it. Had good costumes. She made costumes. Cruella in had the bad movie, costumes, but there were lots of them. There was a variety of costumes. It's gonna get it. That's my luck. Cruella wins costumes. Yeah, I think unfortunately you're right. No, it won't be Cruella. That was a pretty bad movie. You want to make a bet? I don't think people no, like yeah, that make movie. a bet. Five dollars. Make a bet. I, I think Adam's right on this. Oh, God. I think Cruella's... <laughs> More bets. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since that Venom bet. <laughs> but this is a very clear yes or no outcome. Like, there's, there can't possibly be confusion unless there's two winners or something. Yeah. I'll bet on something bigger, like <laughs> okay. director or, like, best okay. picture. <laughs> Not costume. Best sound, then. Let's do best sound. We've got Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. It's probably going to go to to Dune. Um, I haven't yeah, seen West Side Story yet. Like it's most obvious. That'll be out on digital in like two weeks. So. West Side Story. I don't know. <laughs> One of those. Yeah, Dune's getting the Have sound. Have you seen No Time to Die yet? No, but I've listened to my dad complain about it. Oh, really? He didn't like it, did he? Yeah. It was really funny. He sent me a message out of nowhere on my <laughs> phone saying, "What a load of crap." <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's the dad Bond fan and he's like, "I can I can handle when sometimes things don't make sense, but this is just <laughs> ridiculous." <laughs> Wait, okay. You you saw it rough, didn't you? What did you Yeah, think of it? I I liked it, but I understand it. <laughs> I understand what he's saying, I guess. Uh, it wasn't nominated for best picture or anything. No, it's just sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it got, it got a sound. No. It's not that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah it could Pretty go. Dumb. It could go to that movie. I think it'll go to Dune though. Think about how the Oscars voters think about movies. Yeah, like, that's what I have to think about. They it give too. the awards to what has the most of the category, not best, most. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The most obvious. So yeah, the most exactly. editing will go to uh, Don't Look Up because it has the most <laughs> editing. It went to Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you see that? I mean, I saw the first 20 minutes, and now that it's nominated for Best Picture, I feel obligated to try and finish the rest of it, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Oh, man. I just wasn't interested, but it doesn't... No, no, yeah. It'll probably win Best Screenplay, too. It's way too long. I mean, the only reason it got nominated is because the clout of, like, the actors and the director and the message of the movie itself. It's not because the movie's that Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's pretty bad, actually. And then, like, Adam McKay defending it. Oh, did he say things after? I think so. He's like, people don't get the message or something. I don't know exactly what he said. But like, yeah, I get the message. It's, it's not that funny. Yeah, I'm not too crazy about his movies. But, uh... No, I'm not either. But like, Big Short is good. What about uh, Best Original Score then? Don't Look Up, yeah. Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Um, Who's got this one on board? I fucking love the score from Power of the Dog. I think Johnny Greenwood has a good chance. But I just watched Parallel Mothers last night. And it had the most score, <laughs> so I'm worried. <laughs> it was uh, it was playing throughout a lot of the movie, sort of thing. Dune mm. is my. But I was that's what I was thinking about Dune though. Yeah, Dune might be in talking that about that Hans I, like, Zimmer. Yeah, Johnny Greenwood's got like a really good name for it too. I think the Academy likes him. I'm actually pissed because I thought 
You you know how um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were nominated for two different songs with with Soul and uh, one other thing. I think Johnny Greenwood should have had two nominations this year. I honestly think his score for uh, Spencer was better than the Power of the Dog score. Honestly, yeah. If if Spencer was there, I would be like, this is my favorite. But because Power of the Dog's there, I have to say that. Mm -hmm. He did Licorice Pizza. Not much of Spencer actually. I know, just actors. Yeah, Spencer. I I saw some. It's kind of a snub. I thought I thought it was much better of a film than did. J- yeah. I think Jackie probably only got actress too, but best adapted screenplay. Then we got Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. I think it'll probably go to The Lost Daughter. Um, What's your reasoning? Um, because it's like kind of feminist, and last time it went to uh, what's that movie? The fucking. Uh, Nomadland? No, I think one? best original. I was confusing best adapted with best original, but they always got to give it to one. What ah. was the um, the fuck? What was it called? It was like the worst uh best picture nominee of that year. It was well, last year. Oh no, <laughs> it was the one oh, about um the woman who uh like killed some dudes. Oh, promising young woman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that that won a screenplay right. award and so I'm like what what is this other one called The Lost Daughter which isn't yeah, it's, the Lost it's a good movie I just thought it was too long I it wasn't there wasn't anything wrong with it but it's like I don't know wh- who directed this Maggie Gyllenhaal right mm-hmm. did she write yeah. the screenplay too like oh. she's credited for it yeah it's like a nice you know female centered independentish movie you know, I think they want to give it something, and this is probably what they give it, unless they give it one of the acting awards, which they might, but I, I'm not entirely sure about that, honestly. Power of the Dog, I think. There's lots of Power of the Dog, actually. Is yeah, the most I think, I think it is the most nominated. Yeah. I think it'll win a lot. I think it has the best shot at Best Picture, unless I'm being cynical. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. That West Side Story for Best Picture. I think those two. All right, let's move on. Original screenplay, then. Uh, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, and The Worst Person in the World. I'm worried it's going to Don't Look Up for entirely ideological reasons. <laughs> that would be lame. That would be very lame. I think it would be unsurprising and kind of lame. But, I mean, unsurprising and kind of lame just kind of summates the Oscars in general. I know. Like, the, all of their nominations <laughs> yeah. are so it's shit. So God. Yeah. yeah. It's so The Oscars. Dun, 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 dun. Fucking boring. <laughs> uh, Karan Hines from Belfast for Best Sporting Actor. Troy Kotzer from Coda. Jesse Plummins, Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos. Cody Smith McPhee from The Power of the Dog. I'm going for the Coda guy because he's actually had like a long career in Hollywood, and this is his only Oscar nom, I believe. And he's a real deaf person. And I think, I mean, like, also he did a great performance, but like, you have to understand the other angles too, you know. So, um, I think it's probably going to him. That's my, that's my assumption. Not Jesse Plemons. Why would Jesse Plemons get an Oscar? <laughs> he did the same thing he does all the time. I like him, but like, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't do anything crazy for Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. I like him, but he's not like a, a versatile character actor. He's just kind of a, you know, like I played essentially the same guy <laughs> you know mm. he's todd yeah <laughs> i like him but yeah it's not he's todd <laughs> so we're editing we got don't look up do gonna win king richard the power of the dog and tick tick boom 
I haven't seen Tick Tick Boom yet. Maybe that'll have lots of editing, but right now the most yeah, editing goes to Don't Look Up. So. Yeah, Don't Look Up. Best makeup and hairstyling. Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tommy Faye, and House of Gucci. Probably Cru- Cruella, I don't know. Because they had lots of yeah. makeup. They had lots of different makeup. I, I don't think Cruella's going to get anything. But they had different ones, and there were lots okay. of it. <laughs> I think people hate Cruella. Well, they nominated it for two Oscars, so clearly the Academy doesn't hate Cruella like too much. Don't general audiences love Cruella, right? They nominated the new Star Wars movies that fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not about what's fair. It's about yeah. what you know, it's about what's Disney dumb. wants to put on the DVD. It's about what's fucking stupid. That's what wins. <laughs> I'm so hyped. Yeah, to like just the best animated feature one is, is funny. Yeah, for best animated feature, we got Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. All the obvious so ones. Disney movies. Even Flea yeah. was just kind of obvious, honestly. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take it, though? Yeah, exactly. It really jumps out at me. Well, probably Encanto. Encanto is definitely Encanto. taking it. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it, but I apparently it's the yeah. new Frozen. So yeah, there was a great <laughs> animated movie called Crypto Zoo uh, by Dash Shaw that uh, if the Oscars wasn't so lame, they would have nominated. But they're lame. So anyway, check out Crypto Zoo by Dash Shaw. It was great. Have you seen the documentaries, Adam? They're listed here. All but two of them, I think. Okay, so we got Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. Any yeah, stood out to you? I I mean, like in terms of like who would win, I it's a toss up. I have no idea. So Ascension is essentially just like a documentary showing like modern China, and you know it's kind of dystopian and weird. No narration, oh, okay. uh, some music here and there, but essentially just being like, "Yo, this is, country is kind of fucked up," but without explicitly saying it. Writing with Fire, I haven't seen it. I missed it from Sundance last year. It's some like Indian feminist movie. I don't remember the specifics about what it's about, but that'll be in digital early March, so I'll catch it then because I missed it. But what were the other ones? Ascension is about like a pr- prison riot. Sorry, uh, Atticus is about a prison riot. I'll be seeing that one soon. I haven't seen it yet. Summer of Soul was about like a, you know, like a music concert that was happening. I think in parallel to Woodstock, but it was like it didn't get as much coverage because it was mostly African American sort of thing. Right. I forget who produced it, but some some big music name guy. A lot of people really loved it. I was like, I don't know. I wasn't super into it. I'm I don't love music documentaries. I'm kind of mm. I kind of get bored by them because a lot of it is just like playing the songs. That if I'm not like a huge fan of the artist already or something, it's like yeah. I don't know. Like there, there was a, yeah. a deeper, more political story in there. I just, it, I wasn't into it in the same way that I wasn't into um, the new uh, Edgar Wright to uh, what whatever band he covered. Oh yeah, and have you seen like the Peter Jackson Beatles? Doc I haven't seen well? that one yet, but yeah, it, like music documentaries are hit or miss. Like I can't, they yeah. don't hold my attention. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're bad. They just don't hold my attention as much. Was there one documentary I missed there? Um, I think you got them all. Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer Soul, Rank with Fire. Yeah, Flea is one where um, I just can't get behind the character design. It's like an animated documentary foreign thing, and it's about like uh, you know, a gay person or a gay couple fleeing from I forget Afghanistan or some Middle Eastern country. Uh, I tried watching it twice at like two different festivals, and I was just like I couldn't get past the first fifteen minutes because I couldn't get behind the tone, I couldn't get behind the character design, and I was just like fuck i wish it was animated differently i like i can't feel emotion for these characters with their faces looking like that it was just really weird really 
Does yeah. Because I've seen some screenshots from it and it, it looked okay. Does it not work in motion or is... It's just it's just the animation's way too basic and doesn't really show a lot of facial uh. expression. Um, they don't really utilize the genre to the fullest. I'm like, this might as well be mm. recreated in live action. Like, what's the fucking point of animating it sort of thing? I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I tried twice, so whatever. It'll probably win something, actually. Because it's nominated for three categories, right? It'll win. It'll probably win mm-hmm. documentary, if anything. What best original song, then? We got Be Alive from King Richard, uh, Dos Uruguitas. Sorry for the <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> pronunciation, Jesus. From Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die, No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. Encanto's winning. I haven't even heard it. It's yeah, winning. I'd be shocked if it, if it yeah. wasn't the Encanto one. People are saying it's, it's the new Frozen. The Eilish thing, is it? So. Cinematography. We've got Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Could go to any of them, honestly. There's good reasons for yeah, for all of them. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, they gonna go to Dune. I mean, Dune has that like promotional thing where they're talking about how they were using like, yeah. I I, who knows? They might put that into visual effects though. And they're talking about using like, uh, you know, instead of green screens, they're using like brown gray screens to like so the light Mm -hmm. bounces off. It's like that. That has to do with effects, but it also kind of has to do with lighting too. So it's like I don't know. It depends what category you. Well, yeah, it's just, again, down to these, like, super broad categories that yeah. just don't do a very good job of summarizing. Uh, best <laughs> international feature, then. Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, The Nana, A Yak in the Classroom, and The Worst Person in the World. Worst Person in the World's my favorite. Drive My Car is going to win because it's nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Yeah. Best Production Design, we got Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Surely Dune. I think Nightmare Alley's yeah. got a good shot at this one, actually. Production design. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. Uh, Dune could get it, too, but I think Nightmare Alley is, does not have a zero chance, for sure. Actually, yeah, they'll probably give Dune a best visual effects, won't they, which is the next one. Yeah. Uh, which is Dune, um, the <laughs> free guy. <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings No Time to Die and Spider-Man No Way Home so, really uh, annoying I think Free Guy set for yeah, shot at that. there were a <laughs> lot of visual effects in Free Guy right yeah so, I think it's Free yeah, Guy yeah just loads <laughs> it, would be, it would be kind of sad and embarrassing if it won I don't think it would win it's sad and embarrassing already that it's nominated right just, yeah the fact it's there is embarrassing enough yeah you might as well just give it to Free Guy <laughs> Just give it yeah, to free. Come on. Fucking give best picture. <laughs> give to it free all guy. the Oscars. Give it best picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds, best actor. But so, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying with like Shang-Chi being there. It doesn't have bad visual effects by any means. But, There's a lot. But just because it has a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how they're implemented or. They have a very short <laughs> attention span and it's very difficult for them to remember movies in the year. <laughs> so they just go, yeah, yeah, oh, clearly. this one had special effects in it. Let's, <laughs> let's do that one. Mm-hmm. Best Actress, we've got Jessica Chastain, Olivia Colman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. Um, I think Kristen Stewart. I think Kristen Stewart will get it. I think she'll win. Yeah, why not? I think it's her time. I think she did a great job. So I don't think any of those other performances stand out. Where are the other one? What were the other ones? Penelope Olivia Cruz, Coleman, Rose, Olivia Colman. You know. Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman. Olivia Colman, yeah. Did she win for the favorite? She did. 
Yeah. You know, she won already. Yeah, but that was a few years ago. <laughs> she can win again, but you know. Yeah, I know. They probably like her, so you never know. Yeah, they could give it to her again. I mean, she, I she did like a really great job movie. in that movie, but... I haven't seen Spencer, but there's the most buzz around that movie, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Kristen like, Stewart I haven't even seen her. Probably, I'm just yeah. saying, from the buzz, I think it's going to be Spencer. She did a great job. I think Spencer's going to win. It'd be Kristen cool. Stewart, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. All right. <laughs> Best actor, then? We've got Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield... Will Smith and Denzel Washington. Like, what the fuck? There's a lot of great performances this year that were not them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know. Fucking the Cumberbatch, I guess. Simon I Rex in Red Rocket was really great, you know? That's a lead. Like, name any of the actors from The Humans, you know? Those are all fucking awesome performance. Yeah, none of those are bad, but there have been better. Yeah, like, it seems like one of those we forgot that there were other movies things so we're just picking from this like that tiny ricardo's handful. movie keeps popping up it's like the, it, that movie looks so bland like i get it there in sorkin it looks so bland and it mm. just keeps popping up for like best actor and best actress because they're big names i guess yeah they feel like obligated to nominate Javier yeah i like them but fucking I'll, I'll i'll give it a watch but i i have my doubts that i'm gonna be i'll saying, watch it like, eventually yeah but it's not at like the top of my list yeah like, I still need to see Red Rocket and like all these all these other movies you told me about. I wonder if they'll just give that one to Denzel. What was he in again? Macbeth. Um, oh, Macbeth. Macbeth. Okay, the, yeah. The Calendar, which I, I thought was really good, but yeah, who I knows? don't know if he should win again. Who, who the fuck knows for this one? For that, especially. He, he's... I don't know. Moving on. Okay. Uh, penultimate one here. Best director. We got Kenneth Brunner. Uh... Drive my car. Oh, that's weird. They put it the wrong way around for this one. Uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson, Jane Campion, and Steven Spielberg. Fucking give it to Jane. You know? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. They could give it to Spielberg. I think that would be my pick, actually. I don't know. Are we really giving Spielberg another Oscar? It's really well done. He's old and he's white. He's had his time. <laughs> I think out of any of those movies, he, he directed the best movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll see when I watch yeah. it. But... It could be Jane also. Yeah, she did a really great job. And then what were the first I ones? wouldn't pick the right. Any, I really, I love Licorice Pizza also. I think that would, but I don't think they're going to pick that because it's too. Yeah, I don't think so. It's too, it's too original and unique and different. Mm. So like Guillermo doesn't have a nomination for director? Nope. Because he did for, some great directing director. in that. That was really weird. He won Best Director like last time he made a movie. Yeah. Like, the last movie he made. And now he's not even nominated. Yeah, like it makes no sense. Like the, the awards make no sense. And honestly, like Joachim Trier for The Worst Person in the World, that could have easily earned a Best Director nomination. It only got screenplay in foreign, right? So. Yeah, Nightmare Alley is barely on here. I thought that was really good. I expected yeah, to I see more. Yeah, I watched it a couple of nights. I like that more than Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm seeing it this week. So best picture then. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I think Power of the Dog's got the best chance, but if I'm being cynical, then it'll go to either Don't Look Up or Coda, because Coda is a very, like, Oscar-baity movie, and uh don't look up is just fucking mm. stupid and topical and of course you know like <laughs> i don't think 
I hope Don't Look Up doesn't. It could fucking. That would be the best picture. That would be one of the worst picks. It went to Green Yeah, that would be one of the worst. I would say my cynical pick would be Power of the Dog, even though I don't. Really? I don't hate that movie. Like I don't think it's bad. What's cynical about it? I my pick would be West Side Story again. I think that's the best movie out of any of these. Okay. Or Dune, but I think West Side Story. It could be that. I mean, I I hope it's one of those <laughs> and not Don't Look Up. I kept calling it Don't Look Now. <laughs> like oh yeah, the, yeah. The that's another movie. Yeah. Alex, did you have anything to add to Best Picture? Nah, I feel like Power of the Dog's probably most likely. There's a good buzz around it. All right, what are our snubs this year? Because I got a few. Green Knight? Yeah, I mean, like, I could could understand at least a cinematography nomination for Green Knight, right? Yeah. Like, that could be, like, even a nod like that. The Lighthouse got a cinematography nomination, so. True. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I love the Green Knight. French Dispatch? French Dispatch. Yeah. I, I would consider that a snub if not only because Wes Anderson movies are constantly nominated anyway. Like, I wouldn't expect a best picture, but I would expect, like, maybe cinematography or maybe a performance or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Was Judas and the Black Messiah on there at all? Uh, that was last that year. For... for no reason. Oh, yeah, right. I guess yeah. it depends. Um, you know, it was kind of released wide um, this year. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, would, it didn't have any kind of a... Uh, release until 2021 but it was counted as a 2020 film because their eligibility goes up until like january or february yeah which is stupid they release it limited on like christmas like the very end of the year you know no they didn't they literally wasn't even released until 2021 they didn't even release it like in christmas that's weird yeah Yeah. it wasn't released its earliest release was february 2021 (laughs) but it was still nominated as as last year yeah which is funny because it was it was premiered at the sundance Film Festival in February 2021, but Coda was premiered at the Sundance Film Festival the same year as Judas, The Black Messiah, and that's nominated uh, for yeah, Best Picture this so year. Judas was though. nominated for Best Picture last year, so yeah, it's really fucking stupid. Just like I don't know, <laughs> just do the year. It's like pretty obvious what year it came out. <laughs> it's nonsense. Um, yeah, CryptoZoo for animation. Um, There's some foreign ones. Yep. That they're they're missing out on Hive. That would have been a great pick for foreign. Sure, Intergalde. That was like one of my favorite uh, foreign movies. Compartment number six. Like I thought for sure was going to get a fucking uh, best foreign language nomination. Compartment number six was not only awesome, but it's awesome in the way that like I would assume the Academy would even like it too. Sort of thing. Mm. It's like really fucking good. Mm. There should be more Nightmare Alley also, and the card counter. Th- those aren't foreign. I'm just saying. To the ten, card counter is a snub. Yeah, kind foreign, of a fucking snub. Is... Yeah, too cool for the Oscars. Way too cool for the Oscars. They don't like anything horror, do they? Really? <laughs> I mean, they like Guillermo's version of horror, where it's mostly a drama and then some gore kind of happens at a couple parts, and mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> like, but they don't like anything <laughs> actually challenging, right? So. Yeah. They only like dramas. They don't seem to like anything experimental or like a genre film. No. I'm shocked like Lord of the Rings one. That's like such a a rare occurrence, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's because they're great. I mean, they deserve them. Yeah, you can't ignore them. Uh, documentaries, All Light Everywhere. Amazing documentary everyone should check out. And also, listening to Kenny G, which is currently my favorite movie of the year. Um, I thought it was an awesome documentary. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, fuck. Other like, movies. Red Rocket should have been, been nominated for a bunch of shit, honestly. Yeah, Red Rocket, Pig. Like, um, 
Sean Baker gets nominated all the time. The Humans, super snubbed. Fuck. There's so many interesting yeah. movies that they could have nominated. I, I would have been fine with a pig nomination. You're absolutely right. But like they mm-hmm. just they yeah. picked the most boring possible shit they possibly can. And it's really frustrating. Yeah, with the recency bias. It's just yeah, it's just so goddamn boring. It's yeah. all the big movies. It's like yeah, it's just the biggest movies from the biggest studio. Boring and obvious. Skewed. Yeah. <laughs> bias. No point. Yeah, there's a lot they're missing on there. Some good movies on there. And that's the Oscars. Uh, Yay! I love the Oscars. My favorite. They're just there to promote indie films, even though you should just watch them. (laughs) They're to promote free guy Disney movies. Yay! He used the lightsaber (laughs) and the Captain America shield at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, and Chris Evans shows up. And he's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) What is he? He's like, oh, shit. Oh, boy. That's what I want from movies. I want to clap. All right. Um, speaking of snubs, we yeah. all did we we all watch to ten. Hell yeah! Is that how you say it? To ten, yes. Well, because it's a French title that translates to titanium, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I think it makes sense. I think it works for that. <laughs> no, it works. yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Spoiler discussion because I we've all seen it. I kind of want to get into you know what it's about because this is a conversation that I yeah. wasn't really able to have when I briefly reviewed it on my own channel because uh, I didn't want to spoil anything. But what did you what did you both think? Loved it. I was a big <laughs> yeah, fan Alex, of you just Raw. saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. I only saw it yesterday, so my yeah, m- my cool. mind is filled with kind of unorganized thoughts about it. But I, yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. And I, yeah, I enjoyed Raw a lot, which came out in like 2016. But I think this mm-hmm. is... This this is something more. This is mm-hmm. this is elevating that kind. Yeah. Do you of, think um, this is better? Because I think it's a better, one hundred percent better than. I think Ron. it's a better film. Yeah, I think. It's a I think there's film. more going on. There's more to kind of unpack and much more well made. Yeah. Yeah. My only criticism would be like with the ending. Oh yeah. Like for the most part, though. Yeah. Because I first, oh, really? I, first I think like I gave this a seven. No, I, I didn't. I didn't like certain aspects of the ending, which we could get into later. Because that's okay. like the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like, yeah. That was like my only real gripe with it. Mostly, it's great. And it's really, it's fucking crazy, like, the logic of it and, and like, the gore and the gross out and, like, the nudity. It's, like, crazy. It's yeah, like the, body the most horror. insane French movies, like, you could watch. Yeah, yeah and it won the Palm Door. It won the fucking Palm Door, yeah. you crazy French yeah. bastards. Love it. <laughs> Which is weird, because it's Does a it? horror movie, you know. Yeah. But... Can is cool, and the Oscars are not cool. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. You know, it's crazy. Like, even if they didn't want to nominate it for like, oh, a uh, best foreign language or whatever, like they didn't nominate the Lighthouse for best picture. They just gave it cinematography. Vincent Lindon, the guy who played the father character, uh, yeah, yeah, Adrian's father, he did a fucking phenomenal job. I, he's like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like the emotion in his character, yeah, and, like excellent. how his character is played. Like he's uh, not a single moment of his performance that i didn't believe like it's like it hurts watching the guy you know and that's a good thing it's it's absolutely insane just how how great his performance is in this movie like he should have a fucking best actor or best supporting character honestly like if the oscars cared about performances he would have some sort of a nominee i mean every every character is unlikable in this like she's like a serial killer she's like murdering people (laughs) like 25 minutes into the movie i'm like what the fuck (laughs) people running around naked they probably didn't like it, the Academy, because it's so disturbing. Like it is, it They're is disturbing. It makes you uncomfortable. Wow, yeah. yeah, 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 this, yeah, like, like... <laughs> this gross out stuff in it. But yeah, it's it's 
it's so much better than raw the like, cinematography the is dope like it's just yeah, it's a it super well made yeah. film yeah. in like all senses yeah yeah like it looks in it's 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 incredibly well made like they can't the Oscars mm-hmm. has to admit they don't give a shit about well-made movies. They just give a shit about movies that don't make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like that's yeah, pretty much yeah, it, right? Yeah, they didn't nominate like Midsummer either, even though that's a great horror movie. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that. I love art house horror movies like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what this is. Is you know, it doesn't really matter like the logic of it at some point because it's about you know, uh, it's about woman who fucks a car, right? I well, I I want to talk about the deeper meanings, but we can go into that Uh conversation whenever. Yeah, that's literally what it's about. (laughs) We don't have to go into that right away. Yeah, and it doesn't. That doesn't matter. Like you're like, how does that work? You know, it's because it's a movie. Well, I mean, just like Hodorowski makes (laughs) his movies, it's like you don't have to. It doesn't have to be about something literal. You can tell a literal story with those characters, but it can be at service of telling like a deeper story about a conversation or about um, so ideas you're pre- presenting mm-hmm. about the world or gender or society you know mm-hmm. yeah and you say gender and that was one of my big takeaways is mm-hmm. i think i think on like a deeper level if you take away the the surface level this is about a serial killer woman who's going around killing people until she impersonates a, a missing boy and then is kind of wrapped up in this drama with the the dad yeah, when you start to deconstruct it and start thinking about it, the the gender roles and the way they, they try to deconstruct them within the movie are, are fascinating. Like yeah. having the dad is a firefighter, um, which is like a stereotypical kind of masculine role. Mm-hmm. And the the, mm-hmm. the woman is a she starts off in the movie as a she, she's kind of like a stripper, a dancer, a, a showgirl. Mm-hmm. Um a, again a, a stereotypical kind of female role. Um that over the course of the movie, um, she 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 goes to hide her her sexuality, hide her gender, using this this tape and shaving her head, and it, it kind of comes to a head in scenes like later on in the movie where she's she's gone through that kind of transition and she's on the bus and there's um there's a black woman sitting opposite her and who's being hounded by these boys at the back, um giving her grief mm-hmm. while she gets to kind of hide away and avoid the you know these stereotypical kind of gender interactions and just just the whole way that manifests is is fascinating and it's really subtle and well done and it doesn't come across as like it's trying to preach some sort of message it's very mm-hmm. it lets you kind of come to the conclusions on your own through the through the visuals and just these inverse characters, this yin and yang of this this lead woman and, and this father, both both broken in different ways and ultimately coming to a similar point together, um, even mm-hmm. from those from completely different backgrounds. It's, that's that's really the heart of it to me. Yeah, that that moment on the bus was essentially like her her point where she could have went back to the life of living as a woman but then uh, you know kind of got confronted with and reminded of like oh shit this is the life of living as a woman you know with those guys like harassing mm-hmm. and she's like oh i guess i'm going back to living life as a man right so in some way that that was her just coming to terms with that or i i guess influencing her decision in that way and they play with those expectations in the beginning of the film too where she's kind of stalked and 
by a fan, a super fan who goes to her car and is just harassing her and being just too forward and physical. And your 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 inherent kind of reaction is to feel sympathy for her, but it quickly mm-hmm. spins and you you gradually learn that she's actually more of the the kind of predator in the situation, using her standing um, to manipulate. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on. Something that I wanted to mention. So, to me, the I, I think that there's a huge connection between um, how they use the idea of femininity in the film and mm-hmm. how they use cars, like vehicles, right? Yep. Especially, you know, it's it's a pretty clear concept that they're trying to tie together, especially in the first part of the film where there's literally, you know, sexy girls on sexy cars sort of thing. And mm-hmm. the way that vehicles are, they're sexualized to a great degree. We have these sort of like yeah. shows where we present them and clean them up. And then you can think about it even further of like, okay, well, the connection they might be trying to draw is like, okay, well, these are these are things for men to look at, take control of, over, <laughs> you know, guide mm, around yeah. without any real autonomy of their own sort of thing, right? So that, that mm-hmm. could be definitely an idea that they're trying to get at. But something that I found really interesting about uh, this movie when I watched it, not a lot of people are aware of this because... You know, not a lot of people are aware of, I guess, language in this way. But unlike the English language, the French language, among many others, is one where uh, they use essentially gendered pronouns for objects. So Mm -hmm. when you say the car, you can either say le car or la car. Only one is correct grammatically. And for a vehicle, it's uh, la voiture is how you say the car in French. So that that's the feminine version of that. And there's actually been studies done where they've taken polls from two different societies, one where they have a feminine pronoun for a, a an object and one where they have a masculine pronoun for an object. And they pull them and they ask questions about what they feel about the object without, you know, revealing what the poll's supposed to yeah. reveal. And they found that, like, just that alone, the gendered associations through language that people use for inanimate objects wind up creating these weird psychological associations where people will say, like, oh, yeah, no, this is, like, volup- they'll use words like voluptuous or, like, you know, like any any sort of like traditionally feminine word to describe a car, whereas in mm-hmm. countries where they would have a masculine uh, word to describe a car, they would use more like rugged or like tough or dependable or all these things. And it's very interesting just how these subconscious things that play in our mind in how language is used wind yeah. up influencing how we feel about certain things. So I thought it was very interesting that in particular in the French language, and this is a French movie, La voiture is a, you know, it's a feminine word to describe car. So it it actually fits Mm. into the themes of the film that it is a French movie. No, that's a a great point about the masculine and feminine associations of the language. I've completely forgotten about that. Mm -hmm. Bring it back to my learning French in secondary school days. But yeah, that, that really does feed into the whole... The whole messaging of the movie and it is it does work so well uh, metaphorically and just every element complements each other so well but for me the real draw was this like nurturing like fireman character and he's so great loss and yeah and just that side of him where it's questioning his motivations because clearly he knows something's up but 
he's refusing to believe. He 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 wants it. He wants that his son to be back so badly that he's willing to forego any logic. And and the kind of drama that comes from that is is heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. leading up to that ending, where he's kind of getting this surrogate son almost to replace that whole. And just ignoring the <laughs> the suffering that had to come as a result of it, and mm-hmm. just being blind to that that misery. But I'm curious, Ralph, um, what it is about that ending that you don't get on with, because that was one of the things that kind of brought it together for me and wrapped up like that that character's arc, especially her, like, quite nicely. <laughs> yeah, with the car. It was baby. mainly uh, <laughs> the CGI on it. First of all, I know you felt about it. Oh, did you not like it? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't like the CGI on it. I didn't like the design of like the car baby. I thought that was kind of like it was disappointing. I was looking forward to the car baby. That was one of the hooks. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know uh, what you the mean. The car baby. Bro. Yeah, the car baby was disappointing. Yeah, I was curious if they were going to go into the like Cronenberg like body horror. We're going to show you a human right. car hybrid thing. If they're going to go, if that had like really that, delivered, then yeah, because like the rest <laughs> of the movie delivered. I if Cronenberg yeah, or like the Carpenter movie we're going to talk about mm-hmm. later. <laughs> Mm. Has some great scenes like that. Uh, I was missing some of that in the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can understand that. Yeah, my um, nothing like thematically or anything. Like my that. only issue is um, like on a second watch, like I, I really love this movie. Um, on a second watch, there are some like almost like weird kind of I don't know. The one of the characters' names is Conscience, and he only says it like once near the beginning of the film. The second watch, it's like much more obvious like when you know what type mm. of movie it is where it's like oh okay right and so then you start looking into things about like how does he interact with like the rest of the the characters and you know he's the one that's trying to essentially be like hey something's up here you're not his son like he is the one that's trying to enforce that and i guess the question would be like okay who's conscious is that is that vincent lindon's conscious or is that the main girl's conscience i'm not sure but mm. he's the guy that winds up being essentially killed in the explosion at the firefighter uh, they're trying to put out the you know they've got the gas canister i don't know perhaps that was intentional from vincent i don't know but one way or another that sort of leads into i guess vincent's character just being like okay i accept this no matter what it is and i'm pretty sure that leads into it and that's all interesting i'm wondering if there's a better way that could have been done where the character isn't literally named conscience because in retrospect, that does seem a bit like mm, kind of spelling it yeah, out. A bit on the nose, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's a better, like you could have a name that also translates to that. Like there's characters in Synecdoche, New York, where it's not, liter- you're not just literally saying, my name is death or whatever, but it's like you look up the etymology and like how the name originated and it's like, oh, and, and you get there, right? I'm wondering if there's yeah, like a yeah, better way that could have been under done. a few lies. Yeah. 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 Just, just tiny things like that, I guess. But otherwise... I love what it's going for. Um, I think it's super well made, super well produced film, and there's you know it it does benefit on a second watch. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's yeah. throwing a lot at you. Yeah, and like what I what I love most about the film is like I saw it I saw it for the first time at least a few months ago, and you know parts of the movie are just so clear and memorable. It sticks with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's not like a disposable experience. It's one that resonates. And that's what I love most about movies is just mo- ones that you continue to think about that you're able to chew on more, you know? And also just the way it uses the extremism 
too. It's it's not just for shock horror. There's also some kind of humor in there too. Like oh, I love it. Yeah, the main character gets her hair caught in that pierced nipple, and there's that kind of awkward interaction. They they do manage to get humor in there. Yeah. So it's not just the same kind of emotional beats again and again. Um, I was actually I was actually reminded of um, Martyrs a fair amount, another kind of mm-hmm. French extremism sort of movie, especially the kind of close ups on the scratching the same place on the skin and all these bruises and you know vicious injuries and mm-hmm. focusing on it and forcing you to yeah. look at it and take it in i was i was wincing um quite a lot of this movie <laughs> the nipple piercing part wasn't done solely for comedic purposes i think that there was kind of like a thematic sort of thing going on there too i think that yeah well sure. her her nipple piercing i believe was made out of some sort of metal like perhaps that was titanium also because uh, later in the, yeah. the film shortly after when they're making out on the um pier or whatever and the girl's like is this your first oh, yes. time you can yeah. go lower you know right and she's just sucking on the nip nip transfixed right? on it. That's yeah right, and she's yeah. and she's biting like literally on the piercing it's like oh the second watch it's, it's oh, like she's inter- oh she's yeah. interesting in the in the piercing not the person so it's like i wonder oh, what yeah, that says about it it's almost like that incident where her hair got caught, it was like magnetically or like part of her body was like, oh, the gravitating onto it, it yeah. even if it was just her hair. Like, I don't know. I'll have to think about that more, like what that necessarily means. But there's clearly some intention there as well. Yeah. I was also yeah. um, one of my favorite scenes, actually, was the the dance sequence to that Future Island song. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big oh, Future yeah. Islands fan, so I happen to recognize it. And the just the lyrics of that song, actually work really well with the movie saying stuff like and this is where we were when i showed you the dark inside of me in spite of me on a bench in the park you said to me this is not you but i've seen the way that bodies lie and bodies tend to break beautifully done sort of scene yeah communicates what the movie's going for really well if you look at the song title and artist name like at the very minimum for every licensed song that appears in the film there's there's a good connection you can make or the lyricism also so like the first song that we get Mm. at the very beginning is called doing it to death i forget by the artist but the artist had something to do with like kill die or whatever blah blah blah. and it's like that's where a lot of the you know the first part of the film you know she is more or less just a killer she transforms into Mm -hmm. something else by the end of it but there there is the most like death and violence you know like at the beginning in that way and then when they first start dancing the just the uh father and son dance sort of thing father and adrian um when it's just Mm -hmm. the two of them and they're still she wasn't even talking to him at that moment um the song playing was a song from the zombies called she's not there which is sort of like i guess um Mm. helping to facilitate that idea of like okay she's she's now dropped her role as female she's now living as this male character so i found the you know them using she's not there as a you know kind of like a clever little nod to that too it's there's a lot going into this it's like super well thought out it's it's intelligent it's purposeful it's super well made fuck you academy you goddamn assholes like you're not cool you're not cool enough whatever (laughs) very interesting use of nudity as well it's not Mm -hmm. just to sexualize it's uh very withdrawn and they're just willing to show the truth the the reality of it like the and it's, it's the whole gambit too like at the beginning of the movie it's like the ultra kind of sexualized dancing sexually on the car but then you do see the kind of pregnant hunched over hidden kind of body like mm-hmm. yeah it's just a, a really good use of 
of nudity because uh it can be a bit uh <laughs> a bit much sometimes when it's just it's just about you know mm -hmm. sex scenes just to just to like yeah. some of Game of Thrones sex scenes or whatever, where it's just about the sex. Without <laughs> this is a uh, female writer and director, and she's French, so yeah, it's gonna get bit raunchy, but it's not gonna be like completely tasteless, you know. So yeah, it's French, right? Yeah, it's but like even when it does go into the extremities, where she's like fucking cars, the way it's shot and the way they present it is it is disturbing, and in, in the good kind of you know the body yeah. horror way, it doesn't it doesn't take it too far. I'm sure it'll awaken mm -hmm. someone's fetish. <laughs> I'm sure she's ruined some lives with this film uh, I don't have much else to say about it There's um, other movies to talk about Yeah sure we can we can wrap this up I just want to mention one more little thing That pisses me off about the ending I get really triggered over like bad CPR In movies like I'm sorry dude You're a fireman you're not you shouldn't be doing CPR On the bed that's not like that doesn't make any sense You were doing shit CPR uh, Like I get it there's a lot of other things I could be mad about in this movie. It's non-literal. <laughs> you know, she was able to kill like six people. And you know, there's a lot about it. Whatever. Yeah. I just shouldn't complain. But I get triggered by bad CPR. And especially if the character is like a fucking firefighter and they were doing CPR earlier. Yeah. He's supposed anyway. to be a lifesaver. Right? Yeah. I had a great time watching this. And just from this conversation alone, I can see just how much more there is to unpack and delve into. And I can't, I can't wait to see it again. Um so this this is a, a strong four star for me, but potentials go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weird and creepy. Yeah, I'm with you. Four star, same rating. Dank. I'm a uh, very high eight out of ten. It's closer to a nine than a seven. Loved it. Cool. Dope movie. Dank movie. Dank movie for dope people. And the Oscars is a bunch of uh, old farts. So fuck them. <laughs> Um, I guess we we could quickly mention uh, there was a Jackass movie. It was the fourth one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice to bring, have the Jackass guys come back. I don't know if you guys, were you big into like, the TV show and the whole yeah. trilogy of movies? And... I'd seen like those straight-to-DVD like, Steve-O documentaries where they just brought around a fucking camera and he was like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to put a bunch of drugs in yeah. my ass and like flies across mm. international borders and then just like harasses everybody in the hotel. It's like to the point where it's like, this isn't even funny. This is just kind of fucked up. <laughs> like yeah. I saw all that shit. So yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, um, th those original Jackass movies, aside from, I'd say some of the BAM stuff with his parents, it holds up pretty well. Like as far yeah. as not being, you know, just kind of, hateful just straight up uh it's usually comedic funny they yeah. have a good spin on whatever they're trying to do some kind of joke in there it's good that they made kind of a transition into like they less harassing people and more harassing themselves <laughs> you know or, or when uh other people are the expense of the joke is on them like it's usually yeah. when it's like johnny knoxville in makeup being like exploded around just getting funny reactions like that that's funny you know it's not like mm -hmm. <laughs> just beating people up beating your parents up whatever and putting it in a movie but yeah i thought it was good i thought it was funny what do you think funny cameos loved it that's all i gotta say like it's only in theaters how full was both of your theaters it wasn't that full but yeah it wasn't it was that full but i did go a weird time of the day to be yeah fair. yeah exactly i saw like the week after there was only like 10 people in my theater but there were still good crowd laughs this is a movie where it's like it doesn't even yeah. matter if you're in a theater with like fucking nobody you're gonna get a some sort of like a Comedic emotional reaction, like yeah, it's, it's yeah, dope. it's a, it's impossible yeah, not to react yeah. to this movie. Did you like the whole ode to Godzilla at the beginning? That was fun, yeah. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't one of my favorite openings. Like, 
I don't know how to compare it was these funny. jackass movies. <laughs> like, I like this one more than this one. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're all funny. Like, they all have great bits. Um, like one of the bits I don't like as much, and like the ones before, is like the dirty grandpa kind of part. They kind of cut down that mm-hmm. in this one, which I appreciated. Yeah, it was and just I feel like a lot of bring like back the character, the really. new players, the new players they introduce. I feel a lot of them add a lot. Like there's the celebrities in it, like Eric Andre, right? But I, I, I loved like Dark Shark. Like the Dark Shark part of the movie was very funny. I <laughs> Which thought. one was that? He's like, um, he's he's like the the dad or uncle of like. Oh one yeah, of the guys, he was great. Like the I love guys, him. and they like they do like the spider oh, spider. Thing. Any anything with animals is always great. Yeah, they do like the spider, and he's like grabbing on to like Johnny Knoxville. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking funny. Yeah, like yeah. Dark Shark was one of my favorite parts of the movie for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was funny. But yeah, I, I was laughing. I was laughing a lot. Like the bits they were doing. There's a lot of like dicks in this movie like a lot of dick a lot of dicks and buttholes and like close-ups on dicks and like you know like you were talking the about the audience. movie for straight girl people. there was a little girl in the theater <laughs> there with her, her dad like and they were like seeing, oh really and she was yeah but like there's fucking weird. like close-ups on dicks you know like <laughs> fucking disgusting like yeah you don't take your kid to, well as long as that. they like, as long as they're not actually gay it's fine <laughs> <laughs> my I don't know. I would never take a kid to something like this. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so fucking gross. I'm joking. She was laughing, to be fair. I, she, I think she thought it was funny, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, Maybe she's European. Maybe she doesn't give a shit. I don't know. But they're like fucking... <laughs> what are they doing? They're like putting bees on their dicks. <laughs> like, there's like close-ups yeah, yeah, on yeah, no, All the animal... Yeah. The, the bear one? They were pushing was, it. I, I'm terrified of bears. So that, that one. They were pushing it. Yeah, that 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 guy that guy in that bear one, he he, yeah, Aaron he gets the like worst end of the stick. Yeah. Oh, Aaron got, got whole, yeah, fucked. He's, in this he's movie, a fucking yeah. punching yeah. bag. Jesus. Even in oh, the other sure. ones, like oh yeah, terrorist taxi, like, best skit yeah, ever. That, yeah, I think, oh my yeah, god, I think that is the best. It's so hardcore. Can't get better. It's so fucking intense. They they glue pubes to his face. Yeah, he's like, why did I even agree to do this shit? Uh, <laughs> in the the range of emotion. I'm like, yeah, why? It was awful. Yeah. yeah. Everybody watched Jackass number two for Terrorist Taxi. The final prank. That's like, I think that's like the most offensive thing they've done. And that's like. Offensive. That's really saying something. Okay. Yeah. The guy dressed so like a. Like, <laughs> he's like dressed like a terrorist or whatever. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. There's There's like some minor issues I had with it. Like one of the music choices was like really lame and didn't add to anything. It sounded like nepotism. There was one skit that seemed fake. It's with Johnny Knoxville hanging off the, I don't know, it's like an electrician or something. He's hanging off a pole and like a woman comes up to him. Did that seem oh, fake? Oh yeah, that was him? more of a... I that mean, like a skit. you never know how many times they do it and how many different people... they Like some people are just real characters. Some people, <laughs> some people <laughs> really are that... <laughs> theatrical when they talk it was just weird she was just sitting there i was wondering what she was doing maybe she like worked for them and she was just hired yeah you never you never know know how these things get set up like you could you can there there can be a billion reasons of why someone was just sitting there you could have had like she answered a an ad on craigslist but it was secretly the producers and they said hey go meet at this bench and then Mm. they closed off the area for other people or so like there's a billion ways that things can happen to to be set up that we just don't know about. Yeah, that's true. I've just never noticed it being fake ever. I mean, most all of it isn't really like you, you could tell. It's like close ups on everything. It's it's really gross. Yeah, but it's it's fucking hysterical. I thought. I found the like uh, 
the nostalgia bent to be kind of interesting because it's just so many movies are doing it now. Like the like, Spider-Man movie, Star Wars yeah, coming back. They and, decided in the end credits. Yeah. And kind of mm-hmm. redoing some of their older skits, but with like a slightly new spin on it or whatever. It's just, you can't escape that nostalgia, man. It's too, it's too powerful. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think, I wasn't thinking about that angle until they did that manipulative end credits sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess this is a nostalgia bait movie. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. It, it works too well. Didn't have to do that. And then they just selectively edit things like, oh, we're not showing, uh, Bam. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, Ryan Dunn forever. It's like, okay. Kind of weird. The movie didn't need to be that. I understand why they did that. They're trying to make it more like, oh, this is, we're wrapping everything up. It's from beginning to end. Don't you feel, don't you remember when you weren't so old? This is like a, your life story here. Like, go <laughs> They've fuck been up. doing this forever. It's really at this annoying. Point. Yeah. I feel like people would have seen it anyway. I mean, Giant Oxville doesn't do, or, or they don't do as much as they used to i don't think giant oxville he does they the shouldn't. classics right he shoot he shoots up in a out of a cannon right it's like the same <laughs> shit he always does he does some skits yeah they're you know they've been doing this a long time the fact that they brought these younger characters in to do some of the stunts for them i think is their way of testing the waters of like okay can we continue this where they can do most yeah, of the stunts like the i'd thought. be happy with johnny knoxville yeah. just being the guy that pushes the button that launches a projectile into someone's penis yeah like, he's a great host yeah, yeah i don't need him to be getting hurt i don't want to watch it like yeah. it's not i i'm sorry but like the whole him getting hit by a bull thing like that's not why i watched the movie <laughs> that wasn't funny to me <laughs> no that, like those that's are just great. like that's he just that every scary movie. like i've i don't want to see the guy <laughs> die you know like I, I can live without that <laughs> shit get one of the younger guys to do it I don't know. Like, fuck. He's he's almost 50. I knew before I would see Giant Oxville get hit by a bull. Oh, and my God. See him get shot up into a, by a it rocket. It was fun without it. It's just like, that's just kind of stressful. I don't want to see the, them get actually, like, seriously permanently injured or die. Yeah. You put him straight in an ambulance, too. They all contribute. That's the thing. Everyone contributes. I know. I know. <laughs> They're almost 50. Even, man. like, the like, side guys. Everyone does something, right? I'd um, die from that the, at the, age 30. The cup test, I guess, like, is the name of the one. <laughs> That was, that was funny. Ones. The, the one with test, Aaron yeah. getting hit in the nuts, basically. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he was literally a punching like bag a, in this movie. A pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You see, like, yeah, a dent the in list. the fucking cup. Yeah. And it's like a metal cup. Yeah, that was funny. That pogo thing fucking sucked. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus Christ. Putting your genitals through a lot of torture, but I don't know. Some people are into it. Maybe he's got a fetish for it. Win-win. Yeah, like the snapping turtle in the beginning. Oh, God. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's. There's there's a lot of. There's there's a lot of shit that I would not do. There's some things in this that I would be like, okay, I can do that. But, you know, a lot that I can't. Yeah, that's a a question. For the the kind of money they're getting, would you seriously consider it? The pogo? That's the thing. You've got to, like, choose a less extreme one. What's a less extreme one that wouldn't? Sometimes they just do pranks on you too. They they did one where they were doing like a fucking shock collar. Like that's I've done that. I did it just to prove I could. I had a friend that had a fucking dog shock collar. I was like, do it again, do it to the highest level. I'm like, who? What's the highest that anybody's done in this house? They're like fourteen. I'm like, we're doing fourteen, and then we maxed it out. We couldn't even get any higher. I have like an insane pain tolerance. I just like it's not about the pain. I just don't want to do permanent damage to myself. If it's just pain, I'll do they it. They pull like really bad pranks on each other. Like you don't even get to pick. That's that's why like I would not. I mean, want you to sign some sort of a contract movie. at the beginning. Well, I would love to be there for that. Yeah. When I mean, you have to like, they're signing. <laughs> they're like, 
fuck, it's like $2 million, but God damn it, I'm going to get this shit beat out of me. All right. I, guess I, <laughs> I mean, I looked at the budget. <laughs> the budget said $10 I mean, million. I, do I don't know how accurate that is. So if the budget was $10 million, like how mm-hmm. many, how much money is everybody reasonably getting if the pu- budget's only $10 million? They, they get paid, but maybe they get a percentage of like yeah, maybe the box they get office that, also because mm, they're all passive income. But I don't know. I don't know. The, the guy getting pig cum dropped on his head was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like shit like that like you don't get to pick <laughs> like it's just gross it's just disgusting yeah <laughs> all right well we give it out of 10 unless we have more thing more uh to talk about in uh, terms of the themes or the deeper <laughs> meanings of jackass forever yeah it's a really it's, deep it's movie. hard to rate yeah, yeah i can only rate it really as far as how it lines up with the previous movies and it it's pretty similar in my mind. It's, yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird seeing them all old and like nearly dying even closer because they're just all fucked up and like had years of injuries to get over. But I enjoyed myself. Like, I gave it like a four star. For, for what yeah, it is, I don't know really what else I could want or require beside the odd thing. Yeah. I think it delivers, right? It's very funny. I was laughing pretty much the entire thing. The, the shit they're doing is like insane. Yeah. The nostalgia thing. I, I was feeling nostalgic. Even the opening, like when he says, warning, we're professionals mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. It's like the same exact clip from like probably the TV show or at least yeah. the movies. I got to revisit like that's, all that. It is nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ryan Dunn. Didn't really miss Bam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. Yeah, I, I didn't give a shit about Bam. That was funny. I didn't miss Bam at all. Yeah. I miss Bam's parents. Bam's parents were funny. They would always like fuck with his mom, like dr- driving, like skiing through her front <laughs> door or whatever. Um, I would give this an eight out of ten. I think it's I think it delivers. I'm giving this one a seven out of ten. It was pretty fun. I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray. I wonder if we'll get a four K version. I hope they do a uh they might do one of those point fives as well with some of the like unused footage. So you can see the dicks in four K. Yeah, yeah, because they always film way more footage than they put in the movie. Yeah, so. there must be tons of stuff that's yeah, not why used. not? Yeah, that's the credits, too. That's what I love about these movies, too. I always stay for the credits. Like, I watch the entire credits because yeah. I want to see, like, all the bonus yeah, stuff. It's and it's usually funny, but it's not worth putting in the movie, I guess. You know, because they yeah. want to keep it short. Yeah, the movies are really short. I think that helps. They don't keep you there too long. It's just a bunch of mm-hmm. dumb skits, and then you leave, yeah. There's not much to criticize because there's no story or mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> it's just a bunch of idiots. Plot hole. I love them. <laughs> they're they're hilarious. Yeah, they're doing insane, stupid things. All right, uh, it is time for the movie recommendation. Spoilers for the thing directed by John Carpenter from 1982. Um, I also saw. The 1951 The Thing from Another World. Uh, Ralph and Alex didn't, but I would like to talk about it. I don't have to do that right now. I saw the remake. (laughs) Ralph saw the 2011 remake. With the same name. You saw that too, right? I mean, a while ago. I didn't rewatch it. Yeah, I've seen it. Alex, yeah, I think we've all seen seen it. it. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, maybe after. We all love The Thing. Hell yeah. All right, 10 out of 10. We're done. Now, um, yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) Talk about about that first one. Oh no! I want to hear you talk about. Oh, the you want to? Okay, let's do it in order. World. All right. Yeah, so let's think, go in like order. The yeah. thing yeah. from another world. What's this fifties one. Yeah, nineteen fifty one. 
Um, yeah, so sorry. the what's interesting to note is the um, the opening titles, the way that the letters kind of crawl in or, or like pierce through the screen, is pretty identical to the '80s movie. So they were making kind of an homage to that. Um, another homage that they made in the '80s movie was um, when they go to the uh, the Norwegian base and they see this big chunk of ice, sort of like uh, brought out. Basically, in the '50s movie, um, it's as if you were watching the Norwegians. They're not Norwegians, but um, they actually go and they do the expedition. They're like, they stand in a circle. They're like, there must be a flying saucer under here. And then they dig like a big chunk of ice out. They bring the ice into their base and they just do so many fucking stupid things. They're like, okay, well, we've got the chunk of ice here with the specimen inside. Uh, we need to keep this room cold. Let's smash out the windows. So they smash out the window, even though they just brought it in through a door. You could just leave the door open. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're doing, right? It's so weird. And like, um, <laughs> The original, both of these films are based off of the original novella uh, called Who Goes There in uh, 1938. And um, so this 1950s film, they were the ones that took more liberties and strayed away from the original novella, whereas the 80s one was kind of a return to it. Uh, So the 80s film is Uh. all about like paranoia and it's like it's able to transform into people like who who is who like that those are kind of like the thematic ideas and uh, emotions at play whereas the 50s one it doesn't transform into anybody it's just a fucking frankenstein <laughs> like it's literally just a dude <laughs> yeah, wearing a frankenstein. Like frankenstein if you look at the pictures it's just it's a frankenstein <laughs> and it's really fucking lame there's like barely any action whatsoever and it's not like the dialogue's good either 90 percent of the movie is just a lot of these supposed scientists uh, describing just absolutely <laughs> unnecessary speculation about things that they have no reason to believe. They, they're like, they, they insist that it's from Mars. They don't know that. There's no reason why they should know that. They call him a Martian all the time. They call it a man. That's they're like, funny. he, um, they, they call it all the time. Um, <laughs> they speculate about things like, I think they determine that it's like made out of plants or something and so they're calling it like oh, oh this carrot man from mars <laughs> and, very like, silly. and like nothing's <laughs> happened yet and they're just they're all just entirely speculating and these like renowned scientists are saying things like their intelligence far above ours like y- you haven't seen it do anything like the thing came to life and then threw a dog <laughs> And then, like, ran away on fire, and it's like, its intelligence is far greater than our human minds could ever possibly comprehend. Like, holy shit, so much baseless speculation. And then, like, the action that would take place would be like, I don't know, an hour through the movie, there would be like, it runs in the room, and they're like, ah, and they throw fire at it, and it (laughs) leaves through the window, and it's over in, like, 20 seconds, and then just back to more baseless speculation. And then, (laughs) and so they say things like, what if they came to Earth to Earth to conquer it and turn the human race into subservient slaves? Like you're all so ahead of yourselves. Like these are conversations that are just filling up time in the film. They're absolutely useless. It's just exposition and speculation, and that's it. It's so fucking boring. And then it never pays off with anything. It's an awful design. Yeah. The Frankenstein. They, there's no reason for them to believe anything in the film. It's just like boring and lazy and just unspecial and holy shit it's got the classic 1950s boring movie cinematography where they capture the the <laughs> the uh 
the entire yeah. body of the actors, like from head to toe, like all three of them in one shot. Like, oh, yeah. we've got it's all like the actors play. head to yeah. toe in the frame. Like, oh, fuck off. You're like, you're doing nothing interesting here. Uh, yeah, it's right. fucking, it's atrocious. It's a three out of 10 from me. So it was just Frankenstein. Right. Like, holy shit. <laughs> there was nothing. I'm, I'm scrolling through it on Vimeo. Every scene looks the same. It's, it's so like boring. People standing around. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're saying about their framing. Yeah, it's like the same framing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. really, really, really boringly made. It's and just, just shot like yeah. a, you know, like how every movie was. The most interesting part about it was like, oh, these actors are actually taking real drags on their cigarettes because they're all just smoking. <laughs> Not fake cigarette <laughs> smoking. Oh, yeah. And then like when they're in Antarctica or whatever, you can see the seams in the background of like the <laughs> of the sheet oh, or whatever yeah. that they yeah. used for like the sky. It's like, yeah. oh, God, so distracting. But yeah, I was trying. I was giving it my best shot. But like over time, I was like. This is not offering anything here. This is fucking bullshit. So anyway, thing 1982. Ooh. Great movie. What do you guys think? I'll start my thoughts with actually, uh, I went back and found a, a review from the 80s from uh, the New York Times, which I thought was really funny because I noticed the uh, the uh, meta score was quite low for this movie for some reason. And it's because there's a couple of like ancient articles that gave it bad scores. And um one of their main points is one of the is one of the things that I think is the best about the movie, but I'll read their quote. One of the film's major problems is that the creature has no identifiable shape of its own. It's simply a mass of bloody protoplasm that, as someone solemnly explains, imitates other life other forms of life and thus <laughs> for much of the movie walks around looking like ordinary people. And that is just missing the forest for the trees so much. That is what makes the creature of the movie so brilliant and scary. Yeah. And all of the tension comes from that. Because that is what it's like the bottle movie, the whole the paranoia aspect, as you said, that is what makes this movie and that escalation of it and just how every character treats it with with such sort of logic. And it it seems so realistic as to what this group of men would feasibly do Mm -hmm. if given this this horrifying scenario i think you've said in the past adam when we've had questions like what's a what's a horror movie where the, just the actions of the characters seem to just make so much yeah, sense and rational just the escalation of it and yeah the the rationality of it and yeah I, I love that kind of scientific approach where you have it kind of all trickle down from the the expert the scientist who's there who he kind of snaps first because he has he has the mm-hmm. best idea of what's happening and, and as it trickles down from there and the horror that comes from it let alone all the different techniques for the visual effects using stop motion in there using matte paintings there's, there's so much mm-hmm. on di- like technicality it's spl- on, dis- on display um yeah i love this movie the special effects are pretty incredible especially for that time it's mm-hmm. super impressive stuff i think it's the best thing about it i mean there's a ton of excellent things about the movie but yeah the creature effects the backgrounds even the sound and like those aspects of the movie like that would that's what made the creature scary like it's yelling and like all that shit yeah yeah, the kind of human yelling yeah you're right that is that is one of the things that always scared me as a kid Uh because i I was obsessed with this film when i was a kid and I found it so kind of similar to Alien. It was in like the rotation, whereas this parasitic life form. Yeah, I love this and and Halloween, which is Halloween's also John Carpenter. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to see like the same director. Yeah, they're both very scary different. movies, but they're very different approaches. Or so Halloween's very minimalist, and here's very um, it's very much about like the spectacle and and the creature effects. Mm-hmm. But this it's was still his scary. first studio it's still movie. Part of the story. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like a studio movie just because of how grand scale it is, like the amount of characters and um, 
but yeah, it's still a bottle film. You still you're still trapped ultimately, and you're in one location. But mm -hmm. the it doesn't feel like a cheap movie at all. No, you know? maybe some bad special effects toward the end involving the stop motion. But I think a lot of people say that about the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not every single effect is convincing, but not not every single effect. But like you know, the big set pieces, like when the guy um eats the other guy's arm he's like doing surgery on him right Damn. he's gonna cut him open yeah let's just let's just yeah. try and go in order here because i want to talk about the opening scene yeah because like yeah, sorry oh don't apologize for that that's fine yeah like okay. <laughs> conceptually this movie is like a perfect idea for a horror movie in terms of the emotions that it's trying to get at in terms of like okay yeah. the paranoia right the isolation there's a legitimate excuse for the characters to be isolated like if you were to if you were to do this like you don't need to have like this whole weird like oh cell phone excuse not just because it's the 80s but like oh they're legitimately stranded there's like a storm it's you know antarctica or wherever it's somewhere <laughs> like frigid temperatures and i love the idea where it's like okay well they can't even just leave because they'll die like they'll just die if they leave outside <laughs> yeah right? the environment's so they, already a threat before the alien exactly yeah. right it's it's you might as well be in a spaceship <laughs> yeah yeah and I love just how you couldn't have a better way to open the film by having this other crew, the Norwegians, already having gone through the experiences that these characters are about to. Them chasing the dog. And the first time you watch the movie, you're like, these guys are assholes. They're just shooting like a poor defenseless dog. What are they doing? Fucking kill these guys, right? Like, you know, like, what what's going on? Mm -hmm. But then you realize on the second watch, like, oh, God. And if you, I mean, if you look up the translation of the uh, Norwegian dialogue where he's just saying, it's pretending to be a dog, it's a thing, blah, 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 blah. it's not a dog, blah. and they're just crazy. I like, there's not a better way they could have possibly opened up the film, especially just for what they're trying to go for thematically and, and emotionally. And even mm -hmm. uh, where it goes and how it develops when they, that scene where they go to the Norwegian base and it's kind of acts as a, a foreshadowing kind of bunch of setup as to what this this creature is kind of capable of and the horror that obviously comes from it finding that there's that guy who's killed himself and he's yeah. frozen and the blood is frozen into yeah. icicles and watching the creepy like found footage like stuff there's mm -hmm. so many like brilliant ideas yeah, and creative ways of uh, yeah mm -hmm. just dumping that exposition in a really kind of straightforward like visual without needing like a bunch of dialogue it just you're there with the characters so you're feeling the, the same fear yeah. and the unknown that they are they really linger some of the shots on like those prosthetics or those dummies or whatever where they have just that splitting face <laughs> character and they yeah. just they end the scene just like slowly i don't remember if it was a zoom or just a stationary shot but just there's so much to soak in in that facial expression of of that right there you know it's crazy well yeah every time i watch it i forget just how beautifully paced it is it gets mm. moving so fast and that autopsy is 23 minutes into the movie it moves so fast and you're getting those yeah, payoffs mm -hmm. so quick and they're so confident to show off those those models and those uh what's his name rob botten like uh prosthetics and everything they're they're amazing I, I i do think um as far as those those kinds of scenes the horror scenes with the the big monsters like exploding out of people i do think it peaks at the uh the head coming off the table and becoming a spider thing. I, I think that's my favorite point of the movie in terms of the, those kind of like creature effects and just the the way yeah, it ramps up and escalates scene. and the sound design and just the the room being on fire and everything. Because the, the, the what comes after it, the kind of final 
action sequence um, where he takes it on sort of one-on-one underground. Don't think it reaches the same heights because, yeah, it does have the kind of wacky stop motion. and That's the weakest part of my, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Which part? I've always felt that way. The Close to the ending. Mm-hmm. Where they're underground, you know, after they find the kind of little the little UFO, underground the, the underground the, part with like the stop yeah, motion. That's the most yeah, forgettable. With the, the TNT and stuff. Yeah, sure. That's that, sure. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's really difficult for that to bring down the experience of the movie for me because it's so quick, and then yeah, exactly. it still ends really strong. Like the the actual mm-hmm. ending of the movie with the yeah, two the of them, actual ending's amazing. and they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, everything's on fire, and, and they're like, I guess we're accepting our deaths now, and we don't know if either <laughs> of us are human. Uh, let's have a swig <laughs> of whiskey and kind of like laugh at our own demise as we process this, and the fucking dun dun, like the great music from Ennio Morricone, right? Holy shit, I forgot that he composed for this until I saw his name yeah, in the credits. I was talk like, about Holy that. shit. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Mm, what a ve- it's pretty excellent. Very different style than a lot of the compositions uh-huh. that I've heard uh-huh. from him. It's iconic because of its very minimal yeah. approach, I guess. You know, it's not what you'd expect from like one of the greatest composers. Mm. So I think he composed well. more music for this movie too. And they, they ended up Yeah, I really appreciate like that restraint of mm-hmm. you know, mm. you could do a lot of music and exaggerate how epic the situation could be but it, you know it's it's just like one note really and like a couple harmonic kind of sounds yeah. and like that's it it's very subtle and yeah it's scary it's really it's a great score and and you know carpenter captured that with like the halloween movie also that is a great score he understands like how to use music and like horror movies and build that suspense yeah and I'm so soaked into the film while I'm watching it that I can't even remember if this was the case or not, but I feel like it was. Like when a lot of the extreme pieces of action are taking place in the film, from what I remember right now, there wasn't a lot of music. Like when things are getting like really no. fucking intense, they didn't do some like yeah. like a lot of movies would be yeah, tempted true. to do because it doesn't need to accentuate that with any music. It would distract it. Like it is fucking terrifying what's just happening. Like that's it. What's happening is terrifying, so it doesn't need the music there, right? Yeah. Well it's such yeah, a well made movie. Design carries yeah. It. The special effects sell it. You don't need anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably in that original movie it sucked. It was like really boring. So they need like this music <laughs> to sell it. I didn't even see it. <laughs> This is probably like tons of bad music. Da, 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 da. Uh, some of the unused music for this made it into Hateful Eight. There's a little trivia. I don't oh, know really? If you remember cool. that? Yeah. <laughs> Which it's kind of weird, but yeah, that is weird. Yeah, man. I appreciate the restraint. I guess that's the big takeaway from like the score and horror in general. <laughs> you know, most of the movies like them just talking. And like character development, it's not all creature effects and crazy shit like that. You know, it doesn't really feel like a B movie. You you do really like these characters, and like like you said, their um their reactions are very believable. Mm-hmm. I thought Kurt Russell's great um in this movie. I think this is probably his best performance. Yeah, probably. Kurt, Kurt Russell really is. Yeah, he's like iconic in this. <laughs> he does such a good job. He really has like control over the situation, and like you believe he does. Like he's like the leader, you know. He really yeah, sells but by that. circumstance he great, too. He has an iconic look, like great, like even just costume design. I know it's just like jackets and stuff, but he's he's like a very memorable character and look. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, all the characters are super memorable. Yeah, the ending, uh, the uh, that other character at the ending as well. Um, Childs. I forgot his Keith name at David. the moment. Yeah, yeah Childs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love the ambiguousness of that ending, you know. Uh, Perfect. People speculate if he's a he's an alien or not, or, you know, if they, they might just die there anyway, so it might not even matter. But Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, the ambiguous It's the fact ending. you don't get the answers, though, that, make, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. it effective. That really works for this movie. Not in every movie, but for this movie in particular, like well, yeah, there was no happy ending. Beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like where do you how else could it have ended but this way? Yeah. It's super fucked up. Yeah. And and I love that not only is there just that uncertainty and ambiguous nature of the ending, but like that exists throughout the film because um when you have these you know, before you even know, like, oh, the dog is a fucking monster or whatever you might pay attention to this more on on a second watch, but you see things like, okay, the cook character is leaving the music on. He was told to turn it down. And he's like, nope. And that kind of adds to his character. And then you see the dog like slowly walking around, peers into like one room and then decides to peer into another room. And then you, you hear the character say like, oh, hey, buddy, what are you up to? And then you just see the silhouette of his face. You just see the shadow of his face. And it's purposefully ambiguous to to make it so that like, oh, you don't know what character that was and you know you can see the outline after watching the movie enough times like it's it's clear who that character was it's um i believe the guy who whose head gets turned into a spider basically mm-hmm. he's the only one that kind of had like a bit more frizzy hair and then watching it a second time too uh from that moment on you can actually see they they filmed shots in the movie where you can see him reacting to certain things differently than other characters you can see his eyes kind of like follow the dog you can, you know, the way he reacts to like these accusatory questions. Watching the movie a few times, you can understand, like, okay, yeah, that guy was definitely like the whole time since that scene was <laughs> he was compromised, <laughs> he was mm-hmm. he was killed, right? So I love that there's this like really engaging, really uh, thought provoking, almost kind of like game of figuring things out that you can play play as you're watching the movie. It's 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 a very active film watching experience yes, for me. Yeah. That whole interrogation scene. Yeah, like it's it's especially the way it's edited. It keeps you thinking about it. Like it's it's you yeah. can't watch this movie passively. Yeah. It's not a movie where you can just shut your brain off like most people I mean a certain amount of people like to think that people are supposed to do watching a movie. Like you can't <laughs> you can't with this movie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's making you just as paranoid as the characters. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, the paranoia, yeah. that's a huge part of it. Yeah, you're like, who's the thing? And yeah, so much suspense around that. And, and you know, you genuinely don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they threw red herrings at you. I'm trying to... Yeah, who knows? They kind of do. They do. Yeah. With the, yeah, uh, the guy do. who's holding the key yeah. and... Yeah. yeah, they do throw. Yeah. yeah. Like, you would genuinely have no idea how some of these things happened. If he was the only one with the key, right? Or, like, uh-huh. somebody must have taken McCready's jacket. You know, there's... A, there's mm-hmm. The fact that so much of this takes place off screen and you just will never truly know is just like fucking terrifying like that adds so much to it yeah (laughs) well i love um the unpredictability of it you can't you don't know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. and that's an aspect of films i just love like you just you genuinely don't know where the story's gonna go and um in many survival things especially that could be hard because usually and like survival movies or horror movies, the characters just get away at the end. <laughs> or like, you know, it's like, how else could they end it, right? Yeah, they could have okay. ruined it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like James Franco, 127 hours. Like, okay, he's going to get out, right? <laughs> like, he's mm-hmm. not going to die there. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how it's going to end, right? <laughs> he can't die. I mean, uh, but here, because it's a horror movie, it's in that genre and, and these characters, you know, that you do relate to on some level. Like, you don't know what to, it's not real. It's, it's not based on anything. You don't know what's going to happen to them. They could all fucking die in one second. And, and that mm-hmm. would still be in tone with the movie. And, uh, yeah, that suspense is really great. And, um, yeah, it slowly picks them down like one at a time. Like it's so yeah, the suspense. It's just it's it's iconic. I think it's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, you can see the actors' breath. You... They filmed in the real yeah, that, cold. The, they filmed yeah, in real lighting locations. Choices. Yep, I was about that. They were like yeah. there were like a couple uh, outdoor. There was like maybe one outdoor shot which was actual like actually Universal Studios, and they did like a painting or whatever. But a lot of it, mm-hmm. they just filmed mm-hmm. like either uh, in the mountains in British Columbia or in in Alaska, and they were actually there, you know, getting yeah, in the snow, right. getting, the breath, like... That was great. Yeah, like, not even just for the breath, real. but, like, they were using, like, real snow uh-huh. and shit, like, yeah. like Now it would be fucking... CG breath, yeah. <laughs> now they're just doing CGI. With the helicopter at the beginning flying yeah. around the base, you get the, like, proper exactly. scale of it, and you get some cool shots yeah. with them coming You're out right. of the, uh-huh. the room. Yeah, yeah. It's legit. It's all practical. It's authentic. Yeah, real fire. Right, real fire, and yeah. all that, uh, real Fuck. practical effects, like all you know, it's all prosthetics and props and you know, fake blood, <laughs> like it's, it's awesome. The first, the first real death scene with the dogs gets me every fucking time. It's like traumatizing. Oh, it's it's, so, it's so fucked yeah. up. <laughs> like the, when you see the dog trying yeah, to like it's... bite its way out with the uh, fence. Like that shot always yeah. makes me like so fucking sad. Yeah, it's disturbing. Yeah, and then the, like the actual creature, like yeah, the grotesque dog Fuck. creatures. It's so like, sad. It's, it's like, what, a, what a hell of a sad, way to yeah, open up your it's your brilliant. film. Exactly. Yeah. Like it gets it. It's good that it gets these yeah, emotions out brilliant. of me. No matter how many times I see it, it like still manages to like genuinely affect and like disturb me, which is good. Like it's that's the point of the movie. Like it's it should be disturbing. So, uh, props. Yeah, it's just combining the kind of like mammal mass with the insect and crustacean kind of imagery. It's just so off-putting mm-hmm. and it makes you feel sick. It's so, it's so effective. Yeah, and yet the characters have like a downplayed reaction. So I'd say somewhat, and, and sure. I, I like that about the yeah. movie. They like you know they think about it logically and they have to, you know, like how do we get out of this? How do we escape? And yeah, and yeah, I, I like that. And that's because of Kurt Russell's character again. He kind of rallies everyone together. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you do get the different kind of types of responses. Like you do have the guy that just can't take it anymore and like tries to run away and grab the gun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's the guy who's more confident. Yeah, it's just all, everything you could imagine someone doing. Yeah, yeah. it's genuine. Uh-huh. One of my favorite responses is when the head starts crawling away and the guy says, You gotta be <laughs> kidding me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's just so great. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, that's maybe my single favorite moment. Like yeah. I would probably be yeah. like it, he's worn down, you know. I'd be like fucking really, like, <laughs> like everything's on fire. Yeah, that's the highlight of the movie. That whole scene, where the guy's arms get eaten and his head comes off and becomes a spider. Yeah. Like the best special effects. It's like the most horrific. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, if I had to like sell the movie, I would use that scene. That that defibrillator scene is the first time I watched yeah. that. I was like, holy shit, because. You can't you can't possibly see that coming. 
That's like it's impossible to no. see that shit. <laughs> no. You don't know that that can happen. And you're and throughout so, the scene, so your attention is is already drawn to like other characters bickering and like there's other things happening. It's a it's a chaotic scene from the get go, and all of a sudden, like you know, like McCready's threatening to like blow the whole place up and shit, and this guy's just trying to you know revive this other person, and you have no idea. You have no idea, and he just like his own force going into it. <laughs> Oh, it's terrifying. It's genuinely terrifying. One of the most shocking moments of any horror movie. And it doesn't need like a loud musical sting to startle you. It's genuinely shocking. It doesn't yeah. need a bang. Fuck. Like it's just <laughs> it's so fucked up just what's happening. Yeah. And just just the dedication to those practical effects. Like they're they're changing the entire model sometimes from shot to shot. Like an, oh, yeah. an entirely new, like so so much detail, so much love and affection poured into the <laughs> ironically the grotesque imagery, but it, it just makes it so fucking vibrant and immersive yeah. when you looks so awesome. When you're in it with the yeah. What's crazy about this movie is that that scene, along with the other iconic scenes in the film. They're all just hitting each other back to fucking back. It's like alone these scenes are like classic <laughs> 10 out of 10. Like every single time a new scene starts, I'm like, yeah. oh, hell yeah, we're getting into this part. Oh, hell yeah, we're getting into this part. And it's just like nonstop of like some of the best it's scenes like in any horror movie yeah. ever. Like just fucking brilliant execution and con- conceptually and like back to it's just no this deserves to be known as like one of the best horror movies ever i don't give a shit if there's like some cheesy nonsense that lasts for like a minute at some parts uh you know there's parts of it that i i find kind of stupid you know there's weird shit that uh computer simulation sure. thing was kind of silly you know there's some stuff that's dated oh yeah like, yeah that fuck, kind of animation like, you cannot you cannot uh take away from just all of those classic and deservedly classic scenes happening back to fucking back, like just like nobody's business. I don't know. <laughs> I do have another kind of funny quote from um sure. that New York Times article, if you don't mind me reading it. Like all such movies that don't trust themselves to keep an audience interested by legitimate dramatic means, the thing shows us too much of the thing too soon so that it has no place to go. What? It plods in circles from one mock horror effect to the next what it's hilarious it's one of the best things sense. about it it feels like it's like an anti like a the expected horror movie it's actually confident to show off the creature that early on so then it gets your mind bracing like oh it's shown its cards this early on like what what is left to come and it keeps escalating and escalating mm-hmm. and to go back to the like a, the physical kind of um effects it's it's what's so, so <laughs> such a missed opportunity with that that 20 was it 2011 the uh yeah this the movie of the same name remake reboot prequel Da-ting. thing came out yeah um go scrat where there was kind of a story with that where they, they did build these like really elaborate practical models yeah. and you can find images of them online but last second they just covered it all with cg and it looks yeah, like such and universal refuses to release the original cut so such a shame start that yeah. as a hashtag push push something cool yeah yeah that would be cool I like the idea that these sort of forms that we see the creature take throughout the film, like one of them's, you know, this weird kind of like shoots goo and has tentacles. The other one's like kind of like a spider crab thing. And, you know, like you have to imagine like it's it's not really spelled out, but you'd have to imagine that like a lot of these forms are essentially replicating other beings from other galaxies or universe planets or whatever 
um, that it has assimilated and conquered over time and then eventually left, right? Like, that's an interesting way to think about it, is that, like, it doesn't yeah. have a form and that any sort of form that you ever see it in is something else. It's oh, something yeah, it's, it's like conquered before. Each time. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> Probably my favorite horror movie. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I can't think of one that I that I love more. There are movies that are like more well made than this that are like kind of horror, but in terms of like, you know, the basic definition of a horror movie, like is The Shining a horror movie? Kinda. It's it's a yeah, but I don't know if I would never call it my favorite horror, horror movie. Like I might like The Shri- mm. Shining more than The Thing, but it's not my favorite horror movie. Does that make sense? This is like this is like the best you can do by making like a an actual like oh people are going to get picked off one by one and shit's going to go, you know, to follow the formula of what we call a standard traditional yeah. horror film. I think that this is the best that it's ever been done. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'm there with you. It's probably one of my favorite uh, Carpenter movies too. It's always been up there for me. Um, I'd, I've listed this as a, as, as a 9 out of 10, a 4.5 star. But to be honest, it, I don't really have any good reasons for it not to be a, a 10 out of 10. I, I do like most, if not everything about it, aside from just the odd nitpick that we've already brought up. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to bump it up. I'm Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm with, I'm with everybody else. Yeah, this is easily one of the greatest horror movies ever made. And it's my favorite up there with Halloween, which is also John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. I would give it a five out of five stars we did it bam ladies and gentlemen we got him all right did you want to quickly talk about the 2011 remake yeah how was it revisiting it yeah Yeah, since then we should just to mention it we don't have to talk about it long yeah i remember the the only thing i remember about it is that (laughs) there was bad cg things were really stupid especially near the ending and that the the Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) instead of doing the blood test they said well, they have fake teeth, and so they couldn't replicate fake teeth because they can't replicate anything but organic matter. I'm like, they replicated their fucking shirts. They replicated their yeah, clothes. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It didn't make any That's sense. Dumb. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. You're right. The blood test was much better. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> they feel like they have to... They, 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 we need the same scene, but we can't just do the exact same thing again. Let's, you know, fuck... The people shit all over the CG in this movie. It starts out bad and it gets even worse as yeah. it goes along. And by that very ending, it's like the CGI yeah. is really bad. I'm remembering some bad chase scene at the end, but just bits and yeah, pieces. Yeah, that's what's in my mind as well. Yeah, it's just that the CGI in this movie really kills it. It makes mm-hmm. it look so fucking fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fake looking. And yeah, it's pretty much the same movie aside from like the whole CGI. It's, it's just the same movie, just much worse. Yeah, and the, yeah, those effects are terrible. So it's like kind of like a prequel. They're they're like, oh, we're the Norwegians, but we're speaking English. What I don't remember what happened. <laughs> yeah, is it the Norwegian characters, like the equivalent? It's like a mix, I think. <laughs> they're like rewriting it. Yeah, it's just weird. Like why they they filmed it with practical effects, like you said, Alex. They they filmed it, and you could find it online. Like why CG over those and spend more money? It just doesn't make sense to me. And it looks worse. Yeah. They must have been so scared for some reason. Who knows? Because, like, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to be... I'm trying to be critical and charitable 
Um, so who knows? Like, maybe the pictures look good. Maybe it looked like shit when it was all together. We'll never know because we don't know the cut. It's kind of one of these, like, Hutterowski's Dune situations where you mm. never really know what it was going to be like. You could only kind of, like, fan nerdgasm over, like, the potential of what it was like. I would like to believe yeah. that the practical effects would have looked great. I it, like, And I think that if Universal, you know, they don't give a shit, but if Universal was like a human being trying to prove a point, <laughs> they, they would just release the old stuff and be like, see, it does look bad, but, you know, they're not doing that. So I don't know. It, it probably looked better than the CG. I much, I like, if just conceptually, yeah, I like practical Surely. effects better. So it seems like a waste of money. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, so I prefer weird. something that's in camera. Yeah, yeah. I think there is some practical stuff in the 2011 movie and it does look good like the practical stuff that's in the mm-hmm. movie they should have just stuck with that yeah. yeah the cg it just looks so bad it completely yeah. takes you out of it and yeah the characters suck too i mean aside from that the it's characters like are annoying yeah you're right. remake yeah yeah whatever but like that's the worst thing about the movies they like completely messed up those effects that's also like the biggest note Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Because then it would have at least it would have at least had been fun then, right? If it had some cool practical effects, like yeah, it's kind of yeah, shitty. Be something to point to. Yeah, had some fun kills, but no, not even that. Like it's just very boring, very lame. It's it's weird yeah. that they decided to bring back the sort of final girl trope with the film too, because like the other the 80s version it was just like all a bunch of dudes which you know for the 80s yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what time what time period yeah. is the 2011 set in not saying women can't be scientists or whatever but it kind of gets more into a tropey doesn't it take place in the movie, 80s you know? yeah it must doesn't be like it, just shortly before yeah it's just like 80s, a prequel yeah. yeah yeah i'm just it, it <laughs> i'm just saying it becomes a <laughs> bit more of a tropey horror film when you gender the cast like that oh definitely where it's yeah. like oh yeah definitely We've got the one girl who survives the thing. I don't even remember uh-huh. if she survives or dies, but it's like, okay. It's just, it's such well, a yeah, horror movie. John, like, John Carpenter, he like created that with like Halloween or whatever. Yeah, it's funny. It's yeah, he created the trope it. and then So he couldn't it. do that again, like in the thing. <laughs> like he can't do the same exact thing again. He's like, okay, yeah. so let's make it a bunch of dudes. And you know, that was cool. He subverted horror movies in that way. Like, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's and a then, bunch of um, men. Neil yeah. Marshall did the same thing and had, you know, the descent was just only a cast of women. You know, that's another subversion of mm. of the kind of yeah. traditional horror film casting. Exactly. So I just like, yeah, it was brought back to like this weird tropiness where it's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Has anybody played the 2002, I believe, The Thing video game? Because it's on Xbox and I have PC. Not. <laughs> I've heard of it. I have this. a friend that really oh, loves yeah? it and played cool. the Xbox version. Great I'm idea for of, a game. Yeah, I'm thinking of maybe playing it like uh, next week or something. It's so weird they it. would remake that like like decades after the movie came out. It's apparently like this. 2002. This is apparently a direct sequel to the film. Wow. Okay. And um, oh, I remember I played around with it like a tiny bit when I was younger, but then didn't like. I'll, now I'll actually give it my real effort, but I got confused because there were too many options. I was like, "What? There's like a meter of like." your your crew members like all these different people running around the base that are like they have these like sanity meters or whatever and you can just like oh if one of them's too depressed they'll like kill themselves or something i was like what it was like too much for me to handle when oh. i was younger um but it's got like decent reviews and my friend really likes it so i might i have the xbox copy here i might just try to download the, like in, uh, the pc version and see how that goes but who knows uh, i might try playing mm-hmm. that soon i'll let you know how it is okay it's just crazy they'd make it all those years later yeah when the thing came out it was a huge bomb as with 
a lot of good movies. Yeah, sure. Not all good movies, some of them. And and yeah, like it, it's gained this cult status all these years later where even though it was a flop, yeah, they made a video game out of it and they remade it, which is also crazy. Like even though the movie was like even a critical flop like you said, like critics mm. didn't respond to it. They thought it was stupid. Even though like it clearly went over their heads. Like this is it's much more thoughtful than like most horror films that were probably coming out. Yeah, it made uh made nineteen million dollars. That's not adjusted for inflation, but like even if it was, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Do you know the budget? No, let me look that up. Yeah, it's in theaters for like four weeks. It says. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's box office mojo. Ten million dollar budget, fifteen million somewhere in that range. Mm. Ten to fifteen million. Whatever. Fuck him. Yeah, fifteen million. Let's just say that. Fuck them yeah, all. It's not a huge, not a huge success compared to Halloween, especially which cost ten cents and made you know two hundred million dollars <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but it's still a great movie. Yeah, that that goes without saying. It just it went over people's heads, or I don't know. Maybe they. It, it's really dark too. Like you know, they all. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's ambiguous, but it's not yeah. like they make it at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. really gruesome and violent and. Like Too cool said, for the Oscars. Men. Yeah, it's a bunch of guys like in Antarctica. Like it's not very relatable. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, unironically, this film is also too cool for the Oscars because did they have a they had a spe- yeah they did in 1980s they had a special yeah, effects did. category yeah yeah like go fuck yeah, yourself if you're not gonna to- yeah you like come on <laughs> you don't give a uh, shit Oscars you don't give a shit horror themes so. this movie yeah. makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Like show me, show me better special effects in 1982, or Wait, show me five up, better. It was special nominated effects. for um, a Razzie Award for oh, of worst course. musical score. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wow, that's some fuck that's the hilarious. Razzies. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the bunch Razzies of, are bunch fucking of bitches. awful. Bunch yeah. <laughs> they're so irrelevant at this point. Good. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do a couple questions. All right, let's uh, do some questions here. If you want to answer or ask it, oh god, I've totally lost blip, it. Blip, blip, blip. <laughs> yeah, start try that again. If you want to leave your own questions for us to answer in future episodes of Sardonicast, head over to our slash Sardonicast, where there's a suggestion thread where you can ask us whatever you like. Just like I am Mattman Three did, who says, "What's a cancelled TV show you would save?" Mm. The obvious one for me is Mindhunter. Um, it's so, it's so irritating how it's been kind of abandoned, especially considering each the structure of the show was that each episode um, started with a kind of flash forward to the future that was like building bit by bit, and now I guess it's never gonna reach. Yeah, kind of it's conclusion, just a big, so. big nothing. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like. Yeah, that I would size. say Mindhunter. I uh, Mindhunter I haven't too. seen it. Uh, I yeah. would say um, what, what was it? Boardwalk Empire. They didn't cancel it, but they gave it one more season. They basically said, like, the ratings are low. Wrap it up in, like, half a season. Mm. <laughs> they get, like, I think they had half the rushed. budget or something. <laughs> yeah, they, uh. they rushed it. Like, I feel like that show could have kept going for, like, a few more years. Yeah, there's, like, major characters that kind of just go away. Yeah, they could they could have kept that going for a few more seasons. I think... Boardwalk th- Empire for me. Yeah. I think the so, world is ready for more Xavier Renegade Angel. I think it's time. <laughs> Why not? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's it, like it's it becoming more of a meme. Resonate. It's got like it's a cult status, yeah. you know? Might as well. 
And like weird adult swim stuff just is getting more and more popular as time goes on. People want it. There's a big audience for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mindhunter, that sucked. That's like a good answer. <laughs> yeah. It's just like we're not even getting like a resolution to any of that. Like not even one episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could make a movie. A movie to wrap it up. Mm. It just seems yeah. like he's yeah. just yeah. not interested. He's got Mindhunter greener pastures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's some quote of him saying, like, yeah, it would just be, like, too much work for how little, like, kind of uh, viewership it had in comparison for that work. He seems to move on very quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like same with the girl, but... girl with the dragon tattoo. Like, he made oh, one yeah, movie. Yeah, He's like, yeah, I'm not going to make the other two. I'll, I'll just move on, make a show. And then he doesn't finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be, uh, there might be some ones that I'm not... Uh thinking of but uh i don't know there's some like clone high a lot of people love it's not like my favorite show but it was just like oh damn like only like one season sort of thing you know kenny versus spenny if you did it right like i would love to see more of that Um, (laughs) i would like to see more of that (laughs) that that would be cool to bring back i mean i can never get enough of nathan for you but i respect his decision to end it on finding francis so like i can't even really say that because i respect so much but you could do nathan for you i'd, I'd see more of that is eric andre canceled or is that still going because i want to see more of that shit but... yeah well, i want to see the more NFT that thing no the, i'm talking about the show canceled literally <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's fun that is funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know okay let's do this one from joe rck what's the most hours you've ever put in a video game and also, which one did you put the most hours in but didn't particularly like? Um, my answer is the same for both, and that's uh, the original Destiny. Uh, <laughs> I had like an abusive relationship with that game. Um, it's uh-huh. kind of like designed from its core to get you addicted to its gameplay loops, and if you have a somewhat addictive personality, that, that shit had its hooks in me. Um, that took a, a bit to get off. Um, but yeah, that was a few thousand hours, maybe, maybe a thousand seven hundred hours old. Um, I mean, I've probably put the most hours into Halo, and I don't know if I should count the whole franchise or just one particular game. If it's one particular yeah. game, probably the first one. Like I've beaten that so many fucking times. Like I couldn't. It was such a core part of my childhood that you know I couldn't possibly log all of the hours I spent playing it. I didn't even consider doing that it was just that was what i did i just played halo yeah mm-hmm. when you're a kid mm-hmm. yeah you just pl- you can just play the same and you game had again and couch again. Co-op. The same. you had couch you could do four people on one console versus yeah. each other in blood gulch fuck it was the best <laughs> that's all i did yeah, let alone when like halo 3 came out uh, was, let's yeah, see here online. i got a few the most amount of hours i put into um, something that i was disappointed by though i'll think about that Maybe Death Stranding, like oh, that you were disappointed by. Well, oh, I mean, there, there's okay. two questions there. One is most hours, and the the other one also mo- most hours, but you didn't like, I guess. Oh, I have a few with a lot of hours. I don't, I couldn't measure exactly. I have, I'm looking at it right here. Gary's mod. I have one thousand six hundred seventy <laughs> hours. <in. laughs> that's Gary's one, yeah. mod. Yeah, that's Just pretty looking good. At your Steam. Minecraft. I probably have about the same in Minecraft. Honestly, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I probably put yeah. A hell of a lot of hours I probably have n- not exactly the same, but like you know probably a lot in call of duty like i don't know which one modern warfare maybe and yeah. and um and 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 uh grand theft auto four and five 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the ones I played the most. I'd say that. <laughs> just sandboxy playgrounds you can just fuck around oh in. yeah i've i've played tons of shit well gary's mod's multiplayer and so is minecraft so that yeah helps. yeah I, yeah I guess i guess grand theft auto also yeah call of duty yeah mm-hmm. i play a lot of video games now yeah rainbow six siege i have a lot in yeah any game that's like doubles up as a kind of a like a social thing as well that's what that's why i have so many hours a commitment spend a lot of time on that yeah it's just like skype with gameplay you know Mm -hmm. sorry i can't do this right now my guild needs me (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) i'm living a double life (laughs) for real disappointing (laughs) is hard yeah i'm trying to think like disappointing that i've put the most hours into because if I put a lot of hours into something, I probably don't feel that way, you know? It probably means I liked it. So I don't know. What did you say for disappointed by? Probably Death Stranding. That was a really long game I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put a lot of that and I just gave up on it. Yeah, I beat it to the end. It was a it was a sort of like, well, I've made it this far. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a point I just gave up. Yeah. I just, like, just doing the same shit. It was very yeah. repetitive. Yeah. The ending's it? like three hours yeah. long or something. Like once once you start the ending, yeah. sort of Princess like Peach. A, a movie begins. <laughs> That's a good answer. Death Stranding. For now, anyway. <laughs> All right. Another question? Weaboo22 has one. Hulu recently announced they're working on a new season of Futurama. They've got most of the original cast yeah. back except John DiMaggio, the voice of yeah. Bender and many other characters. <laughs> I'd like to know the Sard's thoughts on this. <laughs> they need they need to get Bender in there. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Bender needs to be in the show. How about this, though? Do, does Futurama need to come back? Apparently they're doing it without fucking John DiMaggio, right? Yeah, it's Bender, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you say that in the question? I was kind of distracted. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. So that you, you need Bender in the show. Like they should just pay him whatever he wants and get him. But like, the Futurama's might... been cancelled like countless times, and already had like loads of really good ending episodes that wrapped up nicely. Yeah, yeah. this is this is the owned by Disney, Disney arc of Futurama. Yeah, like okay, mm. like The Simpsons is still so, yeah. like The Simpsons has been shit yeah. for a while, but now we're gonna see what it looks like with Futurama. Yeah, we're gonna Simpsons we're gonna get to, to see shit Futurama, like we see shit Simpsons. Oh, that sounds yeah, that sounds. There's already been. That's the thing, though. There's already been some like shit Futurama. Where, some? Like, the, one of the times it came back, it yeah. was yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, they they did like a series of movies or something. The movies are after that it was canceled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought they were fine. It seemed like it kind of lost some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was younger okay. when I watched. They them. They've had their duds. Yeah, they've had their duds. And like they, they started doing that kind of Simpsons thing where they'd have like guests, like Amelia Clark would like voice like a one-off character. You know that that kind of like lame. Lady yeah. Gaga. Oh, the, the the Elon Musk episode of The Simpsons is a standout one. <laughs> I still gotta watch point. that, but I've heard really, really uh, it's fucking hilarious. crazy things. It's so fun. Oh god, I've heard a lot yeah, of cringe about great. it. Oh yeah, is that Maybe new? Good. It's new. Uh, fairly contemporary, sim- just like any contemporary Simpsons, basically. Um, yeah, sounds like shit. you're gonna have a lot of that. Like, yeah, that Lady Gaga episode as well is is awful. I forgot Elon Musk is in Iron Man too. Because I was watching that again. Really? I haven't seen yeah. Iron Man too. Oh, is he in He's, the Because like Tony Stark's at a party and Elon's like, "Yeah, Tony, oh. how you doing?" Oh, <laughs> like God. something like that. What was he? Named I like Because you know, when I first saw that in a theater, I had no idea who Elon Musk even was. Yeah, was Tesla even a company back then? I can't, I can't even remember. Who the fuck he, he was knows? Doing shit. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he was definitely 
I mean, he was with t- Tony Stark. People say he's like the real life Tony Stark. So, yeah, he's in Iron Man too. Wait, let me pull a picture of him. I just want to confirm yeah, that it is the maybe second. You could one. be an Iron Man too if your parents own like a emerald mine or whatever, <laughs> whatever he comes from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could do anything. <laughs> yeah, here he is. There he is. Uh, so the question was: Should Futurama keep going? I would say, oh yeah, uh, probably was... no. Yeah, don't bring no. it back. Double, don't bring it back if you don't have John. <laughs> Like the best voice yeah, from the you show. Need, you need him the in there. Voices. Yeah, what the fuck? If he was in there, I would at least give it a chance. It might not be great, but without him, what even yeah. is the point? So I guess like Billy mm. West is still in it. Everybody else is still in it, just not John DiMaggio. Yeah, I think that's what's, yeah. Lame. That would be like if they didn't have Lisa in The Simpsons. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like one of them was missing. It'd be like if they didn't have fucking Homer in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, Homer Bart, I'd say. Yeah, I can't wait to hear worse bender voice they should just like take all the old recordings and get an ai and let's move into that dystopia let's move into that nightmare i think we're ready (laughs) we don't have voice actors anymore (laughs) no straight up like apparently um like you know in these star wars shows they keep like cging like young versions of the actors they're like using i guess algorithms or something to do virtual versions of the younger voices like no there's no voice yeah. actors like it's oh. scary but that's what's like disney like surely that's their dream i think we're ready elon's getting those brain chips uh implants he's killed a bunch of monkeys i think we're ready i think we're moving towards <laughs> oh, the yeah, yeah. point i would no, love definitely. that technology because no, it's ideal for disney it's like it's everything they'd want like all they got to do is just pay like an actor for their likeness and then let the algorithm do the rest yeah, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. All right, another question. Let's do this one from Michael Scott, 2003. What's some of your favorite celebrities who aren't great at their craft, meaning you aren't too impressed by their work but find their personality and values worthwhile enough to keep up with them? One example for me is Paul Rudd. Oh. I don't think you really Paul know a, a person. Seems like a nice like, that sounds like one of the most like parasocial questions that could possibly be. Like, you don't know what he's like. You don't know what Paul Rudd's like. I'm sorry. That's an image. Paul Rudd That's seems a like a nice image. guy. So, you don't know. Leave Paul you have Rudd no alone. idea. <laughs> we have no idea what Paul Rudd's like. So that's a that's a weird. I can't answer that question because I don't know anybody. <laughs> okay, but do you think Paul Rudd's like an asshole? I don't think. I think he's probably pretty much like his image. Paul, Rudd, remember when Army Hammer got found out as a cannibal? I thought he might have been a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never thought. I never thought Army Hammer was a nice person. Yeah, I had no reason to believe it. Just... He seemed like an asshole. <laughs> Paul Rudd seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, but I seem like an asshole, and I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that seem like nice guys that are actually assholes. Sure. So, <laughs> you two can answer. I'm sorry, I'm being difficult. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I, I would just throw Keanu out there. Like, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't watch his movies mm. for his like acting. Fuck you, voice. You know, and all this stuff. Like, but I'll still watch Knock Knock and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knock Knock. I don't know. That's the one you bring <laughs> up. It's the worst. <laughs> I can't. Deal I've, with I that. still haven't seen it. it it's the never most will. cringe you could possibly experience. No, it's, it's... <laughs> I don't know if I've cringed harder. That's the good shit right there. Thanks, Eli Roth. 
sounds terrible. Everyone who sees it, yeah, they they they, they fucking hate it. <laughs> it's it's a, they it's, just shit all over it. They're like, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm like, wow, this sounds really great. It's pretty awful. You should watch it. Yeah, yeah, I probably should. It's like a weird like porn fan fiction, and then Keanu's yeah. just terrible acting, and Eli Roth pretends he made a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's really uh, fun. He's making a Borderlands movie now, isn't he? That's I know, what the fuck? Fucking bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's moving up. Borderlands. <laughs> the video game, yeah, Onslaught, it's on its way. Yeah, I feel Keanu Reeves is a good answer. I, I've just never seen him be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him be Keanu Reeves and yeah, like sure. be charismatic and not light. Like Point Break, I like him in Point Break. I like him in John Wick and uh, The Matrix. Yeah. He does his own martial arts. I think you said that, Alex. Like that's a cool thing yeah, about yeah, him. That's yeah. always what I've like. He could yeah, be hiding like in the John Wick movies. You never know. He does his own stunts. Yeah. It's more his presence and like the fact that he is a nice guy. Like he gave his Do we know that? His Matrix charity. His, his Matrix salary. <laughs> cancer I mean, research. By, <laughs> by all measurements, he's probably a very nice guy. I'm just like if I don't know yeah, someone personally, yeah, it's but, like I can't say that. But if someone's doing all that, right, like, the chances of them being an asshole, I think, are yeah. quite small. I'm, I'm giving him a hard time. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being a little bit of a bitchy the, boy. The chances yeah. of him being an asshole are really <laughs> small, Yeah, I think. If, like, anything coming out about him, like, I, I would doubt Epstein that. Epstein 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> <Kind of reeves>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anything like that would happen with Keanu. The perfect coin. He's like a nice guy. And that's how Paul Rudd seems, and that's like most of the Marvel cast seems like nice people, except for maybe one who, who I don't need to name. Oh. <laughs> I mean, people know. All right. Um, I guess let's do the uh, movie recommendation. I think that's it for questions. I think we got we we're yeah. out of time, and I think it's Ralph's turn to recommend. Ralph oh recommend. shit! Really? Oh my god! Do you have a list? Da, da, da. Do you want me to pick for you? Yeah, I got a list here. I want to <laughs> recommend something. No, no, no. <laughs> recommend something like I don't know. I'm I'm struggling between something good or something bad. Oh, we just watched a good movie. We just watched one of the best horror movies. Yeah, so yeah, we just watched a good movie. So yes, with yeah. I want to watch something Adam Sandler. Let's watch Going Overboard from 1989. Oh my god! <laughs> I just put that on my okay. watch list. Like interesting. <laughs> A couple weeks going, ago, I was like, poster. "This looks so fuck. This looks like the cringe." Going overboard. That's okay. okay cool. This is gonna be interesting. Yeah, I've never awesome. seen it. Yeah, me so. neither. This is just yeah. like I think this showed up on like the bad movies subreddit. Someone was saying this is the worst shit they've ever seen. Like, that has got to be one of the worst posters the post- I've ever it's, seen. It's oh, yeah, just I can't yeah. stand. That is that really face. bad. That's an- <laughs> it looks so photoshopped. Like, is that? Yeah, even- it does. Yeah. Wow. Okay, good pick. I'm excited. Nobody's seen this. And nice. Ooh, voice crack. <clears throat> All right. So if you don't want to be spo- <laughs> going spoiled, overboard. Uh, for oh, going overboard, nineteen eighty nine, starring Adam Sandler, uh, written and directed by Valerie Bryman. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then uh, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for that, then check it out before the next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks, but you can listen to them early. <laughs> By going to patreon.com slash sardonicast or going to sardonicast.com and signing up for premium. It's only $2 a month. That's nothing. It's like it's like baby money. So give us your baby money and you'll get these episodes early. <laughs> it's baby money. Uh, we got merch also. And um, 
uh yeah happy shrek everybody thank you for listening or happy watching shrek. slash listening um we're gonna watch like, the best movie ever for next episode awesome i'm excited <laughs> hell yeah it's a good recommendation thank Can't you so wait. much yeah, bye everybody yeah, bye 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 b